What's up, everybody? Happy Halloween, everyone. Welcome to the Press Any Key Halloween Special 2022, everyone. This week with me, as always, well, I guess no one. It's just, it's just me and Mike. Psych, we're all here, bitch. Psych. Nick is uh, Nick is dressed to the nines in his apartment right now. Ooh, so Nick, Nick, I you died are in a, a skiing accident. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you a are, are you a yeti? Like who 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 are we? Sonny Bono. Ooh. I legislated for copyright law in favor of musical artists. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! And Pat, you, Pat, who are you? I'm Ben Carson. Uh, <laughs> That's me. Something in the way, something, something's there. Yeah, something is in the way. Something. Who do who do you guys think I am? What is what is this costume? You're you're one. You're somebody from Freaks and Geeks, or um, what's what's that movie? Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, dude, fucking. That's the first time you've gotten. Yeah, yeah, I did. I was gonna say Bon Scott at first, but I figured Goodwill Hunting was kill him. More appropriate joke. All right, well, uh, Pat. Pat's. What's your guess? I just said Bon Scott. Bon Scott. <laughs> I am a. I am a resident of Roku City. Oh, okay. Where's <laughs> your background? Oh uh, yeah, you know I can. It's just it's it's white. We didn't have the money to do it this episode. <laughs> oh, you're visiting from Roku. I'm City. yeah. I'm a resident <laughs> of Roku City. I'm I here with it, Pat. I obviously. find it hilarious, actually, Mike. You've been hell. displaced from Roku City because there was a natural disaster. <laughs> I so find you're it actually. You, you fled. <laughs> I find it kind of hilarious that you're like, I'm from Roku City, and there was like a pause as if we were supposed to be like, oh, oh silly us. Yeah, it's like, silly you guys. It's, yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, no, I'm, a Roku, totally I'm a Roku City refugee. So is, um, you know. before the uh, before the sweaties get mad at me, look, I realize this is not a costume accurate Batman mask. However, this costume did not come with a mask. So we bought two costumes, and we pulled the mask out of that one. So Innovative. this is actually Keaton's mask. And oh, this yeah? is Pattinson's. Well, this is not his suit. It's close to it, though, right? You know, it looks very close to it. It's not like this is straight from a party city at midnight <laughs> last night. <laughs> no, no. What's why that, would what's it? What's that made out of? Um, toddler hair. Like I don't know. Oh no! <laughs> you look like one of the guys that was like pretending to be Batman and in, in one of in the Dark Knight with those <laughs> other guys. I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing hockey pads. Um. Well, the thing was, is like you know, we're, um, we had we had always done like really good uh, couples costumes. You know, we did Ray and Kylo one year. We did Carmen San Diego and um, Where's Waldo one year. That was pretty creative. You know, that famous couple. Um, we, <laughs> well, you, you're you're looking for both of them. Um, <laughs> Where in the world is Carmen uh, San Diego? Liz was a mad scientist, and I was an edible <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> These these went from um, like yeah that makes sense okay that's a reach um, oh my good god I can't remember I think Pat's got dementia 2021 we didn't dress up because we were in Orlando so um, we were at you Halloween know, with the rules in Orlando yeah no, no dressing up and then I then this year it was like well what do we want to be is it Batman Catwoman is it Thor Mighty Thor or who is the other one? Um, we did. We thought about Goodwill Hunting. We Goodwill Hunting and Robin Williams. <laughs> yes. We thought about um <laughs> character's name is Goodwill. Oh God. Hunting. We, we, we thought about uh who's that guy? Uh, Doctor Strange and who's uh, Christine Palmer 
That one too. Oh, Michael Morbius and the uh, other Michael Morbius character. and the other lady in that movie. Yeah. So we we went through the list and then it was just like, well, we just got back from a very expensive vacation and I bought a very expensive ring. So it's like, what can really, really what's in the store? Oh no, what is the applause button? Oh, by the way, we have uh we have um I just realized that we have uh we have pads that will actually tell you what what is on the uh Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Pat got engaged, everybody. It's true. Yeah. Ooh. She Mike, asked me. Where, what, Mike, what are you doing? Doing a fade. <laughs> she asked me. Yeah, 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 yeah. She got down on one knee and was like, "Will you marry me?" And I said, "Not if you're joining the military." <laughs> I will not. I will not be a military husband. <laughs> I will not. But, but what about all your student loans, Pat? <laughs> hey, man. That's what Biden's <laughs> for. All right. Well, congrats, Pat. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Being you. a military husband. I know. Mr. I can't Liz. wait. I can't Mr. wait to live. <laughs> Mr. Liz. I can't wait to live on a base and like, you know, basically be a single father. You know, and, it's going to be a good time. open up your own craft store on Etsy. That's true. That's true. I mean, I got to make ends meet somehow. You know? I love I love all of the memes where it's like <laughs> you're you're overseas and you see a credit card transaction for like 5227 at 11 o'clock <laughs> from a CBS. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> It's a very, very uh, particular number. It's hey. a sobering amount of money. That's a plan to B see number, my son. At one in the morning. So, speaking of sobering, fires in your computer. Sober you up real quick. Now, interesting story about this. I had a fire in my PC in 2017. I don't know if you guys remember this. Oh, we do. Yeah. When yep. I, it's a long story, but basically, I was not cooling that machine properly. That machine was on for two weeks, no problem, because there was air flowing through it, so it never really got hot. When I turned it off to put in a new drive, and I turned it on, it didn't. The fans obviously weren't spinning. It wasn't water cooled or anything like that. A fucking fireball came out of the motherboard, motherboard, and that's not a joke. Like I had three people in the room with me who saw it. It was insane. Multiple people can attest. They all died. Yeah. <laughs> And I lived as bad. I used their smoldering carcasses <laughs> to shield myself from the fire and debris. But yeah. um, either way, so NVIDIA turns out they're investigating. In honor of these three friends. Yeah, in honor of our three friends. Uh, NVIDIA is investigating reports of RTX 4090 power cables burning and melting. So there's um, there's been some um, there's been some YouTube videos that have come out from this. And there are YouTubers trying to melt 4090 cables to see what the issue is. And I believe that Jay's J2Sense, which I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with him. He's a PC um, no. tech YouTuber. He's really good. I like him. Uh, I believe he got to the bottom of some of the issues. And I believe it's not actually the actual connector. It's the it's the it's whatever it's whatever is a connecting the actual end of the connection the connector to the connector yeah exactly it's like what's ever in there is what's what what's overheating so this there's also like will it blend but will it burn yeah yeah bring it know? back <laughs> so the images below show overheating of the power connector at the mating point several suppliers Ooh. and designs have failed i know oh, yeah it was too hot in there cables with low <laughs> hey, cycles without bend point. or condition have not failed so Failures observed on both rows of pins depending on the load direction. Holy <laughs> shit. At the mating site and the load direction, there's been failure. 
This is a joke, right? <laughs> hot spots observed at two and a half to, hours. To avoid to avoid these problems, please pull out. So hot spots have been observed <laughs> at two and a half hours. So it does get steamy in there, hey, but the melting only occurs at the ten to thirty hour mark. Me too. And if it proceeds yeah. for longer to, th- than ten to thirty hours, please consult. Please call the doctor. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um, note as observed after high uh, high mating cycles. Uh, forty was it? <laughs> Under 40 yeah, hours. Really, you're reading the wrong <laughs> yeah. article. I think you're yeah. reading something. Straight, like plug with, straight plug without the side load. <laughs> <laughs> There's a load coming in from the side, everybody. Yo. This is from The Verge. So and after they put out that PC video, that you, you ever see the PC building video they put out? Yeah, the absolutely they put it out. PC building. This guy put together a PC the most dangerous and inefficient way possible. They tried to put that out, and every other PC YouTuber fucking smoked them so bad that they took it down. There's a bunch of reaction videos, so like they should just stop. Um, they should just stop like putting out PC stuff, and Everything. this is it. Yeah, stop at all. So they actually do have a section here that says YouTuber J Two Cents, who has been warning about this new connector for weeks, calls it dangerous, but says Nvidia Nvidia doesn't agree. "Quote: I think you're worrying about the issues that don't exist," said Brandon Bell, a senior technical marketing manager for Nvidia, in an email to Jay last month. But like Jay's testing them, and he melted one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're worrying about issues that don't exist, which is you finding a way to catch it on fire. Exactly. You know. So, um, the solution to these issues uh, might be to avoid Nvidia's power adapter altogether. So, like, whatever the component they're selling is what's fucking it up. Or be careful about how you position and bend it. Um, it's a bulky adapter <laughs> that's supplied with the uh, with the forty ninety cards, and it needs up to four eight pin connect power connectors. So it's like four. <laughs> Four of them dock, <laughs> and then they, they all go into docking, and then they and then all four of those go into one hole together. You God know, damn, right. yeah, it's a wide, it's a wide it's like berth. That, like that, that picture of like the four guys standing behind the couch, yeah, and the girl on <laughs> the, the couch. That's, that's what it's like. Yeah, uh, power supply vendors are starting to ship uh, cables that ditch the bulky connector for a single cable that terminates it into two eight-pin power connectors on the PSU. Of course, Corsair sells it for. Nineteen ninety nine. I think I got one in my um. Oh no! In my box too. Oh no! Oh so, no! It's gonna. Yeah. Like you gotta get out of there. <laughs> it's gonna melt. <laughs> nah, dude. My there's fuck- gonna be a fireball. <laughs> and you know what Pat does if there's a fireball? <laughs> He's gonna use you. <laughs> I'm gonna. I. Uh, what's it, it's like a tauntaun. You know what I mean? Just. Yep. Just gonna cut you open and hide in there from the flames. Um. So. This is a pain in the ass, and I feel like this is something that they knew about, and we're just like, eh, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you tested this enough, you had to know, right? You would hope so. I mean, I mean, we've seen out there. They didn't test that scene. No. Um, well, yeah, it's like the thing where you don't just run it for 15 hours, and you're like, you know what? That cable's perfect. Let's ship it. Yeah, exactly. I think, well, I think part of the other issue, too, is that, like, you're they're running they're running into such power levels now that the that the actual efficiency of what it's going to take to run these things is just out the window right. you know what i mean like there is you're not saving any energy i believe my pc now costs like 250 to 300 dollars a year to run like in electricity <laughs> how long are you 
running it for to do. Well, like, I mean, yeah, like I mean, that's like, seven? like I said, I think it's like, a, seven. it depends, you know, like I run it all day, Nerd. every yeah. day. So I'm using it every day. So, you know, it's just like, this is, this is an unmitigated amount of electricity that's going into these small ass cards and through these little connectors. And it's just not holding up. Thankfully though, Corsair stepped in and, uh, is providing cables to actually mitigate the issue. For the price of nineteen ninety nine, baby, because that's capitalism. Hey, it's better than Apple. I mean, yeah. But Yeah. Look, I'll pay nineteen ninety nine no problem for like a little cable or something like that when Apple's like it's forty five dollars for a thing the size of your thumb and we made it do it because we hate you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what are you doing? My fault, my fault. <laughs> We made it because we hate you. We made it because we hate you. That's the button I end on. <laughs> like, out. That's that's Apple's new motto. We made it because we hate you. I feel like this with, like, so I was talking to Nick before you signed on, and I guess before everybody else joined us. Um, I was talking to Mike while we were setting up, and my new build is the most aggravating thing I've ever done in my life. There's all these little neat tips and tricks to help you move your build along, right? But if you don't know what those are, it actually makes the process excruciatingly long. Um, for instance, the 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 M.2 drives, Mike, when mm -hmm. you put them on the board now, there's little clips that hold them in place. They had those on. No, no, they didn't. They're not on my current board. It's Did like you it's, just have the screw you, before? Okay, so, yeah. So oh, you okay. put them in, you lay it down, and then you can actually turn this little plastic thing over and it'll hold it in place. Oh, it's like how the like the um the actual like what do you call it? Process, it's like, like the processors go in, like that kind of like no, 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 no. So like it goes in and when the back end goes, there's like a little thing on the screw where the <laughs> where the screw hole is. No. <laughs> um and it's like a little thing that you turn and a little tab comes out and holds it in place, and then you can actually screw the, the heat sink on, right? Huh. I didn't know that, though. I fought with that motherfucker for 45 minutes. Why isn't this... Oh, there, there it is. That, then, then it all went in. How stupid did you feel? Oh, dude, I, there's so many moments last night where I wanted to cry. And then on top of all of that, because my future father-in-law insists that he help all the time... Uh, he decided to wire a light to the light fixture that I didn't ask for to, quote, help me see, and it, it fucking shorted out the whole fixture. So then I had no light. <laughs> so then I had no light. So I had to wear a headlamp all that's, light. That's some big dad energy right oh, there. Yeah, I had to wear a headlamp all, all night <laughs> to get it done. Just getting real and mad. He, and, it's like... still not, and it's still not done. It's still not done. How much longer do you think? I uh, When we're done here, I have to put one more fan in. I have to put the exhaust fan in. I have to change. Corsair, what the fuck are you doing? The LCD screen that you buy to upgrade your cooler. I was talking, like I said, I was talking about Mike to, with Mike about this before. He's talking about me. I was talking about him. Um, about Mike. You have to put the fucking cooler on first. Install the, install the software, update the firmware on the cooler and everything. Once that's done, you have to tear it down and then put the screen on it because now it's what the fuck? Just put it just just make the firmware in the cooler already good to go no. so you can put that LCD screen upgrade in no. there like immediately. Too easy. And then um so there there is that just like I said, there's a lot of shit that it's just like like a I want to put a fucking gun in my mouth. I want to kill my mouth. <laughs> I'm going to kill, kill my, my dad. dad. <laughs> so um, but yeah, it's B 
PC building. It's a it's a wonderful hobby. Which and is funny because when when you built my first PC, the fans also didn't work. Yeah, but those are your case fans. I know. I know. <laughs> Not the I, CPU. Pump. I could have been a <laughs> fireball the denominator here. Yeah, it's a uh, Pat likes burning people with PCs. Mm -hmm. It's true. Um, Ant Man trailer. Ant Man, Quantum. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna oh, yeah, Mike. Quantum. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna play it on my laptop, but I'm not gonna have the sound because Universal and Nintendo claimed us. They did, or and they won't give it up either. And I mean, like, it's obviously what? transformative content. It's obviously under fair use. So fuck you, Universal. Make a better trailer can, if can you don't you just want do us to rip favor. it apart. When when it gets to the fourteen second mark, just turn the audio on for one, you know, for okay, two seconds. Okay, and then, I got it. Then turn it back off. You got it. All right, here we go. All right. So I mean, like, I like how they're <laughs> kind of making Ant Man a um, like a staple in the MCU. Is like this film is actually pivotal to what's going like going forward. <laughs> Wonderful, Nick. Love that guy. Wait, we, we, we weren't plugged in. We weren't plugged in. Hold on, sorry. Oh, okay. Wait, I'll, I'll go back. I'll go. Here we go. Ready? Need the same thing. Thank you, Spider Man. <laughs> it's Spider Man that does oh. it. Whip off when so, you need him. Why did they change you her? Why did no they change good car ideas, Paul? Why did they change Cassie's actress? Because she maybe she didn't want to be in the movies anymore. Maybe she drowned. Who is who is she though? Who's the new oh girl? My God, Mike. Like, who's she from? <laughs> I just say, is she is she gonna be like now moved to like a starring role? And they wanted to have somebody, you know? Yeah, I think so. Also, um, I love this. Michelle Pfeiffer's like, turn it off, turn it off. Don't go down there. Don't go down to the quantum realm. You have to go to the quantum realm with yeah. your mother-in-law, Paul. Look at look at, look at uh, I love I love guy like in I the said, back. I love how she's like, turn it off, turn it off, like and like. Michael Douglas's face is like, you got something you want to tell me? Like she's got a boyfriend down there or something all those years that she didn't mention. Like she got a man down there. This whole time. <laughs> also, how did they get to this point where they're already turning the machine on and it's like, oh no, don't turn that on. Yeah. Like this, this type of stuff takes months, months and months of preparation, right? Right. Like, you know, this is not just, she walked into the room and she's like, guys, this is the one. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, Rip. She got eaten. Now, have you guys seen Ant Man and the Wasp, the last one? Yeah, uh, like once, dude. Is that the one with go the ghosts? Yeah, with ghosts. What's her, is that her name? Ghost. Yeah, ghost. Dude, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. I love the scene where Michelle Pfeiffer is inhabiting Paul Rudd's body, and he has to pretend to be the mom. Yes. Yeah, it's so <laughs> great. Um, I felt like. With Multiverse of Madness, right? Because that's what this reminds me of a lot. Multiverse of Madness was like, you know, we, we were led to believe we were going to be jumping through different universes and see all this, mm -hmm. like, crazy stuff, right? And that really wasn't was. It was only, like, a handful of them, and it was, like, bits and Two. pieces of stuff, <laughs> right? That we actually spent any time in. I feel like this, though, has the advent of, like, they're only going to one place, and it's something that you have no concept of. You know what I mean? So they can really play with your expectations here. Like the quantum zone or the quantum realm is really something we haven't spent too much time in, you know? That's to me, it feels uh, kind of akin to uh, Thor. was not the not this last one, but the one before it. Um, uh, help, help. The one with Hulk. Uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. This feels like more akin to Ragnarok when they're on Sakaar. You know what I mean? Like it's a whole different world we haven't explored in a Marvel movie yet. So yeah. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. 
And also with Kang and everything, I'm glad that he's finally being properly introduced in the MCU as opposed to the Loki TV show, which is this really is weird. So Star also, Wars-y. also, like, how, how the fuck is Bill Murray in this trailer right now, let alone still in this movie? Right. With all the like, shit that just came with out all about the shit him. That, yeah. And like, that's the Wait. other thing, too, is like Marvel's not going to cut him out. Right. Because like he, no. apparently he plays an integral role in this film. Mike, so. did you not no, wait, what's of- happening with Bill Murray? Oh, dude, he's a fucking sex pest. <sighs> what is, he, yeah, what is, I think what is that's, sex, that's the best way to find sex he, uh, pest. He's grabbing that, ass on set. That's what he's doing. Was, that, like. was it that a Aziz Ansari movie that it happened? It got yeah. shut down because Bill Murray was like he basically humping people on set. <laughs> What? Which is like, yeah, he's like he's like coming on to to like young female uh, coworkers on set. He's like to the here, point where he like he was like he literally like r- rubbing his himself up against somebody, and Ugh. you know now everybody over the years who've worked with him, it's like yeah, this is who he is on set. Yeah, this man is just a pervert. Yeah, and it's yeah. just in uh, there's like some shit with like him between him and Lucy Liu apparently that came out on the set of Charlie's Angels where yeah. He like verbally whatever her and like he like berated her right and like th- this is another one of like listen the sex pest shit like that is absolutely unacceptable you should not be putting your body on someone else's without their consent in any in any sort of capacity like it just never shouldn't ever. be a sex pest yeah you shouldn't be a sex pest in, in yeah exactly but I mean like that whole thing between him and Lucy Lou is just kind of like you know that's two people having a disagreement you know like is he really I, I think it's you know? in you know when you compound that on top yeah, of the sex it's pest. Just, it's just like he's just a nuisance yeah to it's be just around. another thing to throw on the pile you know what i mean yeah. but i'm also Plus, like this, the lucy Lou stuff came out a while ago it's not like that yeah. came out with this new this that was years right. ago right right, right. You know, two years ago yeah but i think that goes back to my original point that's like the sex pest stuff absolutely unacceptable but like we don't know what the disagreement between him and lucy right. Lou was oh, and like man. he could just be a fucking asshole like which is what it sounds like but specifically like when i hear that like two people hated each other on set. It's like, okay, well, there's two sides to that story, and the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, for instance, I was just watching some video on, do you guys know Bram Stoker's Dracula with um, mm-hmm. uh, Keanu mm-hmm. Re- All right, so I watched that movie for the first time in vampire literature uh, in college, and it turns out that Winona Ryder and Gary Oldman fucking hated each other on set, right? Like, absolutely despised each other. Now, obviously, Gary Oldman does not have this fucking history of being a sex pest. and dog in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, but also, at the same time, it's just like, are we really going to hold Gary Oldman, like, hostage? You know, his reputation hostage because him and somebody else, you know, people don't get along. That's just, it's just going to happen. I think the people- difference is, like, the difference is between two people hating each other. And I don't I it's been a while since I read the article with Lucy Liu, but the types of things that he was saying, basically, he was acting like he was God's gift to the set of the movie and, oh, you know, right, walking right. around like he's fucking royalty. Yeah. He seems to me like Lead singer a more syndrome. beloved yeah. Chevy. Yeah, Lead exactly. Singer he seems like he's got the same kind of attitude of, as Chevy Chase. Interesting. But... But people like him, and people. And don't also, like now Chevy that Chase. we're talking about it, I don't know if he threw any racist comments at her. Oh boy! But I think he might have. I don't know. Um, might have been implied. It might yeah. have been implied. But either way, not cool. Either way, this is all not good stuff, and it's it fucks me up that no. that this is like because Bill Murray is so fucking Guys, hilarious. You just ruined Osmosis Jones for me. 
Is he in Osmosis Jones? He is. He's he was. Whole, he's the he, setting oh, of Osmosis Jones. That's right. I forgot the about man that. Who Osmosis Jones and Drake? I mean, they have the that. Name? They have uh, Kid Rock did that weird <laughs> lyric in Osmosis Jones. So like, oh, Nick, yeah. Did, yeah, you saw you that know? Oh, going around on no. Twitter. I forgot fuck? about that. What's going on? Yeah, it's basically just like I like him young. I'm not gonna apologize for it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a freedom I'll never know. Anyway, let's keep going. That I mean, that song is cool though. Uh, uh, that lyric aside, <laughs> yeah, Nick. I do. Uh, man, I I just I'll I'll pause on a, a better frame. Oh, but look at all this. This see, they look good. I like Cassie and uh, Scott. They look good here. You know, they look good Scott. in their suits. Kang also looks at dude. What happened to the friggin' anti vaxxer? What happened to her hair? She all she got it all vaxxed. Right, she do, you want, do you guys want me to read that the lyric from the Kid Rock song? <laughs> please, sure, please. It's all right. It's two lines. First line: Young ladies, young ladies, I like them underage. See, no. The next line is: Some say that's statutory, but I say it's mandatory. No. Who the fuck puts that in a song? Kid Rock. Who? How do you get away with that? And in the kids' movie, it's technically a not movie. a kids' movie. It is absolutely it's, a kids' movie. It's animated. It's not necessarily it's, just for it's, children. It's an adult movie disguised as a kids' movie. Exactly. Um, what do you guys think about the suits? They look cool. Yeah. They're see, I heard people were bitching about his suit. I was like, his suit Why? looks fine. Um, they still know, have kind of the dick and Iron Man. they have the upside Whatever. down dick and balls look on the women still though. I'm not sure. I mean, it's hard to get away. It's, it's hard to get away from that, you know. And like, I'm not even trying to be mean or like perverted. It's just they look like a set of balls and a dick. <laughs> um, but okay, let's go back to her hair. In the first one, she had the bob, not a great look. In the second one, they let her use her like natural like long hair. Bob. Evangeline Lilly. She looked good. This is comic accurate, but also come on. Come on. Uh, I don't care about it. It don't look great. It does not Who look cares? great. I care. I can, I'm gonna have to watch it for two and a half hours. I'm, I care oh, more about no. the dick and balls. I'm sorry, this is where I draw my line is hair. Okay. This is it. Go for it. Okay, right. this is it. This Talk is the hill shit, I die on. All right. This is unacceptable on every level. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bitch. Thank you. Um, Thank you, man. And with, uh, with Ant-Man, I mean, Wakanda Forever comes out in two weeks. Two weeks. And this movie comes out in February. So with this, Marvel's officially entering its anti-vax era. You know? Kang is the oh, yeah. anti-vax king. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. That's that's actually what his name is. He's a descendant it's of... It's actually... He was, he was in the quantum realm. He started... COVID-19. COVID-19. He engineered it in That's the right. quantum world. That's right. And Fauci is is the only <laughs> one trying to stop him. And that's what's going on here. Man. Big Pharma at it again. Yeah. I mean, they look good, though. I like the, the color and everything. And, like, so I do like that the blue helmet and everything for Kang is not his actual face. Like, like the skin color. Yeah. You know, I, I like that they actually kept Jonathan Majors. I also like that the scars, like the lines down Kang's face are actually scars on, on the actual, like his actual skin as opposed yeah. to whatever the blue thing is. I think they just didn't want to pay for CGI. I mean, he also has a wonderful face. He is a beautiful Jonathan man. Majors. Yeah, do you guys know that face? Do you guys know how old he is? Oh, can we guess? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can... Wait. Bring, bring us back. Uh, I'm gonna guess forty three. Thirty two. 
Burke, you said forty-three. Yeah, you're ten years off, Nick. You're close, Nick. You're closer. He's thirty-three. Oh, oh I, wow. I, I, was, he I was looks shooting high. He looks way. Uh, yeah, older I really, th- I really thought that you were going to say he was. He like he, he's fifty years old. Yeah, I, no, was, no, literally, no, no, I no. was literally expecting to be like, yeah, he's sixty-five. Well, well because <laughs> he's in that new trailer for um, Creed three. He have you guys seen any of the Creed movies? I, no, no, but they're I, great. I do they're love great. the Rocky movies. They're great. Check them out. But either way, um, he's in the third one. He's the villain in the third one. And he's supposed to be playing somebody who's older than uh than Creed was when they were kids. Like they get they and he gets arrested and all this stuff. Just watch the trailer. Either way, his character is supposed to be older than Michael B. Jordan, and Michael B. Jordan is actually six years older than he is, but oh looks God. way younger. It's yeah. really weird. He I like He's I got do. a very emotive face, though. It's like that's like it's really cool. I think it's going to be really good watching him in this. Yeah. Um, I'm, same I'm director, curious, same why writer. Why do you think they chose? Why do you think they chose to um, introduce Kang in the Loki? I feel like this would be such a better introduction to him than have him just disappear is at it, the end. Is of it the, the same? Loki series. Is it the same Kang though? That's a good. There's point. A multiple that's a good Kangs, question. Yeah. You know, I, I think it might be. I mean, because people really like Loki, or and you know they like Tom Hiddleston that's with a good it. Point. So it's like they were gonna watch, it, and this was a good way to like soft launch his character and set him up and give him like, you know, how long is that scene that he's actually going through things with? It's like a half hour. It was a look whole episode, right? Look at yeah. that. So it was a good way to like give him a lot of like. It was a good way to introduce his character. I guess you know. I mean, listen, I wouldn't have put. I wouldn't have put the next MCU major villain in a fucking TV show on Disney Plus, but the reason they did that was because people would have to watch the show then. That you know? too, guys. Like, also, it's I mean, strategy. It's probably in a part two. It's like we're wondering what his villain element is going to be. Um, his. I mean, his full name is Kang the Conqueror. Why? Well, I, uh, I think his his element is going to be Earth. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, I think so too. Well, but in, in the way of like fire. you know. <laughs> the, like the, the motive behind what he's going to pick for a lot of things. Hey, he's an asshole. He well, might okay. not be. So, um, the, but let me ask a question of you. Like now that we're kind of going down the rabbit hole of the next phase of Marvel, to me, I, it feels like this next phase is going to be super rushed. I mean, like think about the decade of movies that we had to get from Iron Man to you know the like the end of the Infinity Saga, and now they're like, yeah, we're going to wrap up the whole Quantum yeah, Saga or whatever this but next phase is. There's more content In, now though. That's true, but it doesn't. It feels like it's going to be so shoehorned. There's, I'm worried. I really don't like. I'm worried they're going to go off the rails. There's there's more this. content now, and the other thing you got to remember is that originally it was they did two movies in twenty in two thousand eight, no movies in two thousand nine, one in twenty ten, two in twenty eleven, one in two thousand twelve. Then it, then they did two a year up until like I want to say like twenty seventeen. They started doing three a year. And then, then we got Endgame in 2019. We had a year off because of the pandemic. Then they had to put four out in a row. We have all the fucking TV shows now. And the other thing is that a lot of people were like, Phase 4 is directionless. We don't know what's happening in Phase 4. But do you guys remember... Um, do you guys remember Phase 1? Phase 1, there was no big bad... Like Thanos didn't show up until the end of Phase One. That's that's what I'm Avengers. saying. It's you know like I mean? now like, they're just like Kang. He's gonna be it but, for the and it's like let's give us some breathing. But room, this you is know? but this is the start of Phase Five. This movie Phase Four and the and ends with Wakanda Forever and the God the Guardians Holiday Special. So it's kind of right around the same time. 
if you think about it. I, I hope you're right. And a I lot really of people, do. and that's a lot of cr the criticism of Phase 4, I think people, and I think a lot of the criticism comes from people who got on the train after Phase 1, you know what I mean, who got on the bus, and now we're always building the Thanos, like every movie ended with like a post-credit scene, or like, it's going this way. And you got to remember, Thanos really didn't make his debut on screen until Guardians of the Galaxy in 2014. You know, mm -hmm. so there was that tease at the end of the one at the end of Avengers. He had that brief scene in 2014 and then he was um, and then he was at the end of the Avengers where he grabs the Infinity Gauntlet himself and says, fine, I'll do it myself. And then you didn't see him again until Infinity War three years later. So it's not like we got a, 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 a heaping amount of Thanos like throughout uh, the years. Helping. You know, we got a little sprinkle here and there. So I feel like with Kang, they're actually taking more of their time to set him up and introduce him. You know, I think Kang, too, is so much more multifaceted than Thanos. That's true. That I mean, you're really going to need yeah. to like set it up in a good way. So the one thing I do want to point out, which it doesn't matter overall, because I don't this doesn't really bother. It doesn't really bother me, but it is part of the conversation in the comic books. Kang is a descendant of Reed Richards mm -hmm. and. He comes from the future to the past, yada yada yada, to kill to kill the Avengers, all that shit, right? Um, I don't know how that works in this one. <laughs> they might just retcon that all together, and I feel like the familial the familial tie is what makes Kang more interesting to the Avengers, or I guess the Fantastic Four in this sense. But I mean, they're going to be working with the Avengers, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, they're basically a part of the Avengers. Um. But I don't know how that's going to work in this one if they cast a white guy. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, if well, he's no, from the way future, yeah. Yeah. like a couple I, generations yeah. removed, Ex there you go. I, yes, exactly. You know, don't get me wrong. It's just this this throws that into question. However, there was an actor who's rumored to be playing Reed Richards. I don't know. Let me let me look. <laughs> you know, actually, it would be great if they got um, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Have him come <laughs> back to the Fantastic Four, but as Reed Richards. Um, let's dude, see. imagine, imagine that, and it's like fucking the inverse of Creed. <laughs> <laughs> it's Michael V. Jordan all over again. Yeah, that's um, right. That's Jordan my new, all I'm the way down. I want Michael B. Jordan as Reed Richards. Yeah, I'm saying it now. He's my choice. And once again, and once again, it, this this doesn't break the movie for me. I don't really care. It's just it's a part of the. It's a. It's a genuine question, you know, because now who is how is Kang tied to the Avengers? You know what I mean? What what brings him to want to destroy I, the Avengers? They're you know? bad people. No superheroes. You know what I'm exist. saying? Um, I think so, what if this what if this is his plot? He thinks that there's not enough resources in the universe. So he wants to destroy half of everybody in the universe. Ooh, Nick, what if good, he did that? Good. Good plot. That's very original. I haven't heard that before. Actually, I don't think I we've ever it. seen that in the MCU either. You know? I still, and I the, still the think... Avengers are like, you can't do that, and then that's why he's mad at them. Yeah, I still think Thanos is right. <laughs> Thanos did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. Um, I love the people who are like, why don't you just make double the resources? Now, no, now <laughs> that's not everything balanced. <laughs> yeah, but it's also he's out of his mind, you guys. That's the point. No, he's a broken we don't individual. Need double the resources. So we need half the people. You like, guys, wait. When I was in Vegas, I I went to that Avengers station in um in Treasure Island. 
which is like i don't know if you told me that yeah yeah it's it what kind of gibberish is coming out of your mouth right now (laughs) (laughs) what are you saying to me (laughs) avenger station are you speaking english um avenger station was this this uh i guess you could say like fan experience that they built in 2015 that came out with age of ultron so all of the branding stops after 2015 so it's like walking into a time capsule on some level right and they had infinity gauntlets there that you can try so i wore thanos's right and the first thing i did was you know middle finger and then like um uh i like doing the whole you know when you when you clench your fists together the stones light up and stuff that was cool what's the articulation like on that thing uh not great I Not tried. How's that boy, I, bad boy run? Huh? I tried <laughs> the Tony Stark one. My wrist couldn't fit in the glove because Robert Downey Jr. has like a 28 waist. So, of course, he's, you know, he's a smaller a man. Tiny little man. Yeah, exactly. So, obviously, my hand isn't going to fit. However, Liz could get her hand in that one. And that's the one that you can actually snap with. Mm, cool. And then they like all the crystals light up and stuff. Either way, it was just it's cool shit. You know, you can't snap in the Thanos one. The fingers no. are too big. <laughs> fingers are too, too chunky. I can't I can't. It's, snap it's in like that one. when bodybuilders can't reach their yeah. back. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. So um, just to cap it all off, though, the original rumor is that he might actually be a descendant of Tony Stark. That'd be cool. Which I would, would and it. that might support the whole idea why of him, why he's coming back and everything. Yeah, yeah, to to try and maybe bring Tony to bring, back or something. To bring him back, of course. You know. <sighs> so, oh, you can pretty much guarantee that they might not come back full time, but the two of them will be making appearances in the next Avengers movies. They really think so? Absolutely. Also, by the way, uh, before, I would give it a lot of time. I, I would give it a lot of time too. I'm, I'm, I absolutely believe at least a scene. At least a scene. Maybe it might be like a memory scene or something like that. I don't think it'll be like it might be a new scene, but it could just be like this is a past event. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that like it doesn't matter in what capacity they will be back. Yeah. The two of them. Uh, no, no, back. no. I think it's an important distinction because I don't want them bringing Tony back from the dead. You know yeah, what I mean? I agree. Leave the character dead. Let his sacrifice be meaningful. Okay. Well, what if it's like, all right, well, how about this? What if they snatch him out of a different universe and they're like, we need you to do this for us, yada, yada, yada. And then at the end, he dies. Uh, anyway. Peter's like, I don't want you to go back. He's like, I got to. And then he like jumps in the wormhole and it's really sad and That's emotional. That's still like, uh, it's hardly sad <laughs> it's, and emotional. And That's even just, like, then, cheap. when Tony when Tony died in the comics, Tony uploaded his consciousness to an AI. So there was an Iron Man suit that was walking around with a hologram projection of his head. <laughs> that I would be cool with like, if they did it like a limited capacity. And they showed like the flaws with it, that it wasn't just like, hey, this is him and he's completely fine. It yeah. doesn't have the same like problem solving capacities that, you know, it, 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 the, it's yeah. like a, it's like a shadow of. Tony yeah, it's Stark. like, um, it's like, it's only programmed like to, it's, it's only the branding stops at 2015. Yes, you know, he yes, never, exactly. it never gets past age of Ultron. So he's just like, who the hell's Thanos? You know what I mean? Like Dude, fucking in, uh, you know, I've been on, like, I just read all seven of the Harry Potter books. So I've been on like a huge Harry Potter binge recently. Hateful. And, uh, you know how there's the, uh, the paintings of the former headmasters at Hogwarts yeah. in the office. Yeah. Apparently, like what they do is like the headmasters before they die, they teach that like they teach the painting of themselves all the things they need to know how to be like so the Dumbledore at one point had to hang out with a painting of himself and teach him all his secrets and be like, This is how you be Dumbledore. <laughs> 
And it just stops when he dies. Now the painting just knows that it's much. It's like, well, you know, I learned how to be Dumbledore up to this point, and... Uh, now I, I no longer get any software updates. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We only played Billy Joel from the late 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a 80s cover band, sir. It's an 80s cover band, sir. Play something off The Stranger. Right. Well, speaking of, limited, speaking of limited capacity... Either way, I'm looking forward to Ant-Man. I think everybody here is, and obviously like we'll cover it on the show. I like that conversation had anything to do with Ant-Man. Uh, I, I mean, mean we, we, got, no, we, we talked little, about uh, the Avengers. I mean, listen, it's going to look... It's go- I'm go- Listen. We also talked about Bill good. Murray and Osmosis Jones and, <laughs> and Kid Rock. And Dick and Balls. It and- looks good. Evangeline Lilly's an anti-vaxxer, and uh, they changed the, the actress not, for Cassie. That's not fair to Evangeline Lilly. Why, why is it not fair to her? She's not, an- she's not anti-vax. She's anti-mandate. And not, I, I still think anti mandate people are like, they're just bullshitting. Yeah, but I think it is, there is a distinction. But did she get the vax? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a doctor, okay. Pat. I ain't no doctor. I ain't yeah, I doctor. bet you if you ask her, she's going to be like, that's none of your business. Be like, okay, that's a no. Like, that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> I just don't want to be told. So, uh, and listen, that's that's fine. If you don't want to get it, that's up to you. I'm not I'm not judging for that. It's just, d- just say that then. You know what I mean? No. Just Letitia say that. Right on the other hand, Letitia she's right, hardcore anti-vax. She's hardcore anti-vax and she's transphobic. Like, so well, openly. You of, that's your of, new hero, America. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what was it? Anyway, the vision, vision's back, everybody. Give it up for Vision, Pat. everyone. He's here. He needed it. White Vision, everyone. Oh no, right. Pat! I'll be so, careful there. It's White Vision. That's a name. That's, I, that's I, what I, he is. I know, so, I know. Uh, Vision. There's a Vision series we'll starring call him Paul Bettany. Vision. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. In works at Marvel for Disney Plus. Um, you know, I'm glad that they're finally deciding to do something with Vision because, like, where the fuck has that guy been? For he's the been last on a vision year quest. and a half, um, well, God Vision damn. Quest. <laughs> he's been on I, I, the way, what I in my head canon. He's been doing the um, like the Doctor Manhattan thing where he just flies off into space. He's like, I, I don't know how to handle. All the oh, I, I thought you were saying here. he was swinging blue pipe. That's what I thought well, you were. Gonna, I was, <laughs> well, that say, white pipe, just, <laughs> white pipe. <laughs> he's just going universe to universe and just you know, hey ladies, like, hey Wanda. Anyway, hey uh, other Wanda. <laughs> So uh, this is from Deadline, and while this report isn't exactly confirmed, it does come from a reliable source, and that is why Deadline ran it, and that's why we should trust it. So a second WandaVision spinoff series focusing on Paul Bettany's vision is in the works at Marvel Studios for Disney+, Plus. sources tell Deadline. Titled Vision Quest, the potential series which is opening a writer's room next week will be about the vision, Paul Bettany, trying to regain his memory and humanity. Um, while the while the focus is on Vision, there's also a possibility for Wanda Maximoff to appear, which would make sense given how interconnected the two characters are in the MCU. No, <laughs> like the like the other WandaVision spinoff, the Greenlight series, Agatha House of Harkness, headlined by Catherine Hahn. Vision Quest is going to be overseen by WandaVision creator, writer, and executive producer Jack Schaefer. Uh, and reps from Marvel Studios and Bettany have declined to comment right now. So if you're like no comment, that means, okay, yeah, it's coming. Um, the new spinoff, unofficially referred to by some as the White Vision Project. Jesus Christ. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, after, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. You don't, you don't know the truth, brother, until you've seen through the white vision. Anyway, <laughs> Project, after the most recent on-screen version of the character introduced at the end of episode 8 of WandaVision, while, while white vision was created by S.W.O.R.D. By, reveal, by rebuilding and reactivating Vision's body and sent on a mission to destroy Wanda and her 
quote conditional wander Wander. and her conditional vision i say that so many so much now it just slips out um wander vision um the two visions had an epic showdown yada 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 um did they did they really do you think they kissed the white vision their their epic showdown where they talked about the the ship of theseus the ship of theseus (laughs) it seems logical the white vision declared i am vision and swooped up in the sky and disappeared so um (laughs) <laughs> Great I ending. Wish, I wish he made that sound from Smash Brothers when you like launch ding! somebody off the map yeah, where it's like, like I thought you were talking about like Link, like sigh, or like when, no, like when, when you hit him with the, the whole or run fox, bat. you know? Hi-ya! <laughs> <laughs> that ping, that ping. Yeah, that one with the bat. Um, I mean, look, it, I, I don't get why he needs a TV show. Why? He's making a movie. Why, not even that making it a movie. Just Don't put do anything. Him, just put him somewhere else. Put him in the next movie. Put him in another movie. He Throw doesn't need his yeah. own movie. Now, the thing about Vision Quest is that it is a comic line from the 80s, and there are a lot of cameos from different There's a characters, lot of comics we don't need to make. I gotta be... But I've said it time and time. I've been saying this since fucking Age of Ultron, because Age of Ultron in the comics was like a year or two. Like, it really was. They lived under Ultron's rule. But Age of Ultron in in Marvel was like a week and he like was maybe in power for a day. Whereas like I say the MCU always borrows in name only. Like look at Civil War. It had the same ideas as the comic run. Not even close to what the actual comic run is about though. Um, So I think that's going to be the same thing here. Same thing with Infinity War, Endgame. Like it's just they're taking the name. They're going to borrow some elements from it. But they're going to make it work in their universe. Right. Um, I will give this one episode. <laughs> That's it, Has there ever one? been anything in the MCU that did happen over the course of longer than like a couple days? Well, yeah, the um... <laughs> Tony's alcoholism. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, uh, that's true. Age of alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> Demon in a bottle. <laughs> that um, would be cool. Imagine like that, like if there was a story arc that took place over like longer than the span of a couple days. Well, that's like what there's the like the years between. Yeah, but we don't see that. Oh, it you want to like no? Screen. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think necessarily there's that, anything that's, that's the shit that they should do in the TV series. If you really want to do TV storytelling, use that format to tell longer stories ra- rather than like a movie, which should feel like here's one really important moment. Use a TV series to tell, like, oh, here's what's happening under the rule of Ultron. You know what I mean? That would right. be that's a good take. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that idea. I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, Marvel has so much shit going on. Like, I don't think they can plan the meticulous, like, the the, min- the minute things to be long-term. It has to be the big Minutia. events. You know what I mean? Like... Like yeah. Kang or something. They can't get into the weeds. Yeah, they yeah. can't really get into the weeds. Like, it That's has to be what one the TV's and done. shows should be for. You're absolutely Here's right. We always talk about uh, Kevin Feige. He's, he's stretched too thin. All you need to do, Kevin, you just focus on the movies. Think about the big picture. Hire somebody to be your, your TV overlord and have them think about here's what, how it would affect the 
people, the boots on the ground people. Well, and have that be like, here's what's you know like happening uh, like uh, to to regular people on Earth. Well, I'll say this: so cool. There was somebody he was going to hire, but they recently got no, 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 not yet. (laughs) Madison, James Madison, back from the dead, everybody. James Earl Jones. So James Earl Jones. Before we get to that story, the computer version of James Earl Jones. Before we get to that story, because that's a big deal. There is one thing I wanted to throw in here last minute. And Nick, if 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 you left press any key after this news, I honestly I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset. Morbius 2 coming out right now. <laughs> so coming out right now. We're official screaming. as of yesterday at 7 15 p.m. It Dex was Snyder announced it's taken back over officially that Avatar The Way of Water's runtime is three hours and ten minutes. Oh, my God. When is it coming out? Comes out December. Uh, it doesn't matter. December. We're going to I think it's December. Three hours in the theater looking at blue people. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a problem. Well, Did well you, I, I went on like a little. December 16th. Uh, like I was going to say the 18th. It was the 16th. I went on like a little Terminator bender. Uh, I was watching a, a, a YouTube channel. I think it was Hats Off Entertainment, but it could have been somebody else. And they were talking. There was a quote by James Cameron talking shit on what went wrong in the Terminator spinoff or like oh, the franchise, and basically talking about how it doesn't focus on the people anymore. Or maybe he was talking about Marvel too. He was. He was talking about the relationships. Yes. How, like, how do these people okay, have yeah, kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Terminator. It was Marvel. And he's talking about how it's not about relationships. It's about like shit that nobody relates to. And he's like, that's what makes my movies great. Is that they're at the end of the day, they're about people. And I was like, well, I agree with you. That's a little self-masturbatory, there, James Cameron. You, your movies are about people in literal avatars of other people. I get that, but it's also one of those things where I, what he's saying is that they're. The, the characters and their relationships never change over time. Whereas he's like, how he's like, where in my movie, now my movie has children in it and a family aspect. And? So there's something more that these characters have to consider before they just throw themselves into the danger. I there's forgot. no growing of these characters. But also when he says that, I'm like, have you ever seen a superhero movie? Yeah, these forgot, guys are basically Tony indestructible. Stark, like Tony Stark is a kid. You know, does that happen? Or yeah, like, Thor has a kid now too. Yeah, like seriously, yeah. what is the no the families now, Pat? <laughs> so um, either, but moving away from that. So yeah, three hours and ten minutes. What the fuck? It this better be the most gripping movie I've ever watched in my life. And you know what? To justify it's be the three biggest hours. box office success, and we're ever, gonna they're ever. they're gonna shove it down our fucking throats. I can't wait. It's gonna be so good. I mean, well, I don't. I don't know what I what I hate more: the growing rising a rise of fascism in our country, or James Cameron's <laughs> fucking ego. What's the difference? Listen, man, he made <laughs> he made Titanic, which was three hours and fourteen minutes. Right, that's a good movie. He made um, he made True Lies, great action movie. You guys ever that see is, that? I love that. movie. That is a fucking great oh, movie. Yeah. Um, Terminator Two, obviously incredible. Um, Terminator One, another great movie. I'm trying to think of the uh, what's the there's one I'm for oh the abyss have you guys ever seen the abyss yeah it's fucking awesome 
The way they yeah. shot that movie almost killed the entire crew, though. Pretty sure Ed Harris had a mental breakdown on his way home one night. Yeah, well, um, that's why he lost all his hair. Still a great movie. I love it. <laughs> he had beautiful hair. So, going like, into it. I get James Cameron. Hair. I get James Cameron has a crazy ego because you know, funny enough, he went from being a truck driver to a filmmaker, and not only a filmmaker, but one of the most celebrated filmmakers of all time. So, like, I get where the ego comes from, but also at the same time, this movie doesn't need to be three hours and ten fucking minutes. If they were like, it's if they were like, it's two fifty or it's three, okay, that's fine. But three hours and ten minutes, Christ, my guy. Even if it was like two forty-five, I'd be like, this is this is too much. That's way too long. Agreed. For an Avatar sequel, ten years. I mean, like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but the other, but the other aspect is that, like, if this, if it came out that Avatar two was going to be ninety minutes long, I'd be like, oh, this is going to be a fucking shit show. Oh well, ninety minutes is different. Like that means they got this down to as little as they possibly could to put it in theaters and just have multiple show times for people to see it. Whereas this being three hours and ten minutes means that all of the studio executives had to agree that this was strong enough to release at that length because people would be willing to watch it and they're willing to take less show times in the day for people because they know they're going to have filled up theaters. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like they're like like it's, it's if not it's like that- it's a gamble. Ooh, like people are going to come see this fucking movie because people are stupid. Yeah. But <laughs> I agree with Mike where it's like Cameron's whole uh, you know his he always talks about like giving somebody like a fun experience in the theater. Yes. That's like three out through over 3 hours of your stupid self-masturbatory project. Nobody's asking for this shit. Right, and like I think you guys are going to be surprised by how many probably, people are fans of this. Look, series. it'll probably be decent in ways like that, but I mean, even with the Batman, I was like, this doesn't need to be this long. Like there were things that could have been cut and. Do you see who you're sitting across from right now? I actually don't. You're behind a monitor, bitch. But <laughs> my my fist comes through. Boom. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, no, but I mean, like, I don't get me wrong. I love the Batman. I loved that movie. It's just there. It could have been a half hour shorter. I disagree. Fight me on it. I disagree. I disagree on that. I, I I agree with you guys that this movie doesn't need to be three hours and ten minutes long. But I also think that it's a sign that it's a very strong film. Because there's no fucking way Disney and Fox would have been like, or do yeah, they- we're putting this out at three hours and ten minutes because we think it's... Cause like if it was shit, if it wasn't good, they would have cut that motherfucker down to size. Well, yeah, I'm not saying it's not going to be good, but I'm saying they're also not trying to like bite the hand that feeds them with James Cameron for how many fucking movies are they going to have with this? Like they know they're yeah. going to rake in each one of these movies. I mean, that was to have part the of highest the, box office. Like the, they'll beat the last one. It'll beat the last. I one. can't remember. Which you think movie so? I, I really think it's good. This is what the, it's going to look like. You got the first one, which, you know, like is a, you know, like broke all these box office records. I think the second one is going to be pretty much like on par or maybe even more. And then as the more sequels come, it's going to be diminishing returns. Yeah, you know, as sure. we get to three, four, five, six, six, nobody's going to be there. It's going to, you know, I, I really doubt <laughs> that's going to have any staying um, power. I'm trying. To okay, th- Pat. I'm All right. Tr- I'm you're going to make the budget worthwhile. You know? <laughs> how, many, how many times will you have yeah, to with, go see this movie with by yourself? Like 12 years down the line. It's I'm trying be like to think a billion dollars. Well, this but, is, well, remember this is three is coming next year. It's two and three. They're taking a year off, and then four and five are the next years. So we'll at least have a break. I'm trying to remember um, what movie it was that. Oh, okay. I don't remember what movie he was making at the time, but James Cameron made when he made Titanic, and it made like it's the first movie to make over a billion dollars and all that at the box office and everything, right? Um, he was on the Fox lot 
and they told him he didn't they didn't want him to like make whatever project he was making and he told him he told the studio executives you see this 500 million dollar building that we're in right now he was like well my movie about the boat paid for it so i get to make this fucking movie and uh, this and, is the James Cameron and he Institute said, and for he said, jerking yourself off. And he said, <laughs> if you don't make this movie for me, I will just go to another studio that's been knocking down my door to make this with them. So what's it going to be? You know, he's got that type of power in Hollywood. Yeah, he's got big dick swinging power. I get it. So sick. I, I admire that. In a person. I love it. <laughs> but I don't know, man. We'll see. Yeah. But three hours and 10 minutes. That's indicative of a strong movie. We'll see, though. And I'm sure. And listen, let's be real. The even if the critics love it, it, it all depends on what the audience is going to say. Um, and they're gonna, they're going to just because they're stupid and they're yeah. Gonna but give the other thing, positive review. Okay, I get that. But also, Nick, like you're saying that without having seen Black Adam. Like Black Adam is obviously going to be a worse is obviously a worse movie than this is going to be, and that has a ninety percent on RT. Like <laughs> I really, I really don't understand your your rationale that. It's a long movie, so it's good. I think you're because totally if it's a be, no, because look at look at, at the fucking you know what, predator. Look James at Venom. Cameron look can at get like, away with whatever the fuck yes. he wants. I know. So I he just not. said if you, if you want my movie, you're not going to have any no. say on. Yeah, it just, it just, I get just supported cut. that. Exactly. I do not. I do not believe in this instance that they would put out a three hour and ten minute movie that was not of quality. I do not. Again, believe I'm, that. Child. I'm not saying it's not of quality. I'm just saying it doesn't need to be. Uh, like James Cameron definitely was like, it has to be this. You can't do it any other I, way. I agree. I think I agree whatever deal he signed, have whatever to be deal three hours and ten minutes. Let's get that at, out there. I agree at, that, but, but I'm that saying doesn't make it. It quality. would not hit theaters at this length if it wasn't. He good. can do whatever he wants. What, whatever deal he signed to get this fucking five movie deal. He put in, I'm sure, in the contract it says, "I get final cut. You will have no say on final cut." I guarantee he worked that into his agreement I, because he's got that dick swinging I think power. That's yes. his quote. I but also they have like this is not just like I get James Cameron has the final cut, but the distributors are the ones who decide if they're putting it out or not. And I do not believe that studio executives and the distributors would be like, let's put out a three hour and ten minute movie. That sucks. It's just that would never happen. It would never ever. It doesn't happen. matter if it sucks. People are going to go see it. They're going to. They don't care about the um, quality of the movie. They care about the money. Yeah, they're not going to go see it multiple times. They're not trying to get people to come back in the. Well, how do you? But how do you think Avatar made a billion dollars? How do you think Avengers made a billion dollars? How do you think Titan? It wasn't just by one At, to one. It's Avatar business. wasn't good either. It <laughs> okay. was bad. See, that isn't true though. Avatar. Right, just right. you don't like Avatar. There's a Pat, lot of Pat, people Pat, that Pat. like the critics like Avatar. Audience like Avatar. Land and average, and it, it still broke the box office records because of its technical because achievements, of the not because elements. of the quality yes, of the but film. It, but the, right, I get that. But it was also because of repeat business. It was not because it was a one-to-one ratio of people going to the theater. Like that's that was what Mike was saying before, though. Like that I'm is repeat. This if a movie makes a billion dollars, that is repeat business. 100%. I was. I think Avatar one didn't make as much money from repeat business. It made it, it like if anything, it was just word of mouth marketing that this is the budget is crazy and the technology that they used and people were like, I gotta see this shit. Was the budget wild on the first Avatar? I don't know what it, it was. It was a crazy expensive movie. Let's see. And then and then once it started making a lot of money, they're like, this is the highest gross film yeah, 237 like, yeah that's a lot oh damn yo the way of water is only 250 fuck 
Avengers for in, for for <sighs> just for for reference, Avengers Endgame cost three hundred and fifty six million. Avatar one was two thirty seven, and Avatar two is two fifty. Well, Avatar one had to develop the technology that they were using to make it. This one is already being you know it's made with that same technology, um, just upgraded. Yeah, yes, but yeah. now they had to they had to figure out how to do it underwater. That they didn't the have thing. to. True. They didn't have to figure it out. Is the thing. Like, <laughs> that that even, no, that was the reason why they didn't make the first one. No, he wanted to I make the first one it. in the '90s, but he couldn't, and he I, wanted to make this one as soon as he could. I get it, but it's not like you don't have to. You guys, <laughs> you, you guys are just fucking haters. That's what Absolutely. you guys are. And you, and, you guys and, and are you're fucking just a blind haters. Zealot. I'm not a blind zealot. <laughs> when the fuck do I ever mention Avatar outside of this show? <laughs> a blind <That's> zealot. <laughs> Well, it's, it, you seem like it right now in this conversation. I'm looking You're like, at, it's, I'm if it's three hours, it's going to be good. Trends, I promise I'm you looking at the history. I'm looking at the data. And I'm looking and based upon my own experience covering this shit for the past how many years. I'm telling you, no fucking distributor, no studio executive in Hollywood would be like, let's put out a three and a half hour movie that sucks dick. It wouldn't happen. I'm sorry. It's it. That's it. Pat, I'm going to hold you to that. When okay. this movie comes out, okay. we're going to re we're going to relitigate this fucking It does it doesn't matter because you're going to not like it anyway. You're you're no, going no, 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 you're no, no, going no. in knowing you Pat, don't like it. Pat, I'm going to swear on on you know, like I'm going to swear right now. <laughs> on Sunny. I'm going to try I'm going to go into this <laughs> trying my best to like it. I promise you. Well, I mean, if you have to try to like it, you know, it's kind of disingenuous. No, how, no, how about like the best way? The best way to the say it. One? The best way to say it is you go in with an open mind. I'm gonna go yes. in with a blank slate. I'm gonna go in with zero sway in either direction. That's for me the this best. This is. Way to I do feel it. like this is the one we should see together. I feel like we okay, should make some time to see this one together. You know, like I think so. Get some ticket, like, and not like a Sunday morning. Like, let's go together, like, Friday, like, like a Thursday or a Friday or something. Like, let's go out and see this motherfucker together. Like, we'll go get some Applebee's beforehand. Some <laughs> glizzies. <laughs> some glizzies. Yeah, yeah. We'll get some brunch glizzies. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you there, December sixteenth. So speaking of glizzies, um. DC Films uh, has shut down. It's over, you guys. They closed DC Films as soon as Walter Hamada was out of there, and as soon as Black as soon Adam as Black Adam, Adam started getting bad reviews, they're like, "It's done." They're like, "Shut it down, close the doors." So, uh, in in the wake of that, though, however, DC has finally found what they call their Kevin Feige. Uh, well, two actually, and I think it's kind of Mike, funny. Can that we they, get a drum roll here, please? They need two people to cover the one role that Kevin Feige does. And, ladies and gentlemen. DC Studios has officially opened with the creative heads James Gunn and Peter Safran. That's the best. The best news. This is the best news that we've gotten about DC. In entertainment news, this is the best thing I've heard in the past the, since we've been doing this show. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, yeah, not bad. So, um, the response to this news was: first of all, this didn't leak which is already a sign that Warner Brothers is shaping up because Warner Brothers used to have horrible leaks. And Dude, they used to have fucking Jamie Foxx getting in through all the leaks in the bottom of the boat. <laughs> That's cringe stuff right there, man. That's cringe. That's cringe. That's cringe. Um, so here's the funny part is that David Zaslav has been searching for Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, right? So much so that there's a report that came out since this news broke that he even called up Kevin Feige himself and offered him the job at DC. 
please to leave Marvel and come here. Please help. Obviously, what do you, how much money do you think would he would need to to jump ship? Um, a billion, a billion dollars, dollars for sure. <laughs> no, like Doctor Evil level, a billion like, dollars, a billion, <laughs> a billion, gazillion. Um. So if you guys, obviously you guys are familiar with James Gunn. He made Guardians of the Galaxy. He made Slither. He made Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He made Suicide Squad. Uh, he made the Peacemaker show. All of his projects are fucking awesome. He wrote the <laughs> the first two Scooby-Doo movies. Um, Good shit. He did? Yeah, he did. Um, and he tells he tells that story all the time that... Um, that he was he was a screenwriter. He got hired for Warner. We got hired by Warner Brothers. He made Scooby Doo. He thought it was going to be a shit movie, and then he got a call on Sunday morning from Warner Brothers saying that he was going to have the number one movie in America that week. And then it was worldwide. And he talks about how the residuals from the DVD alone he was able to buy his first house with, like that type of monumental. Mo- he was he was making movies back in when DVDs were like. When you when a DVD came out, it was like your movie opened up again. You know what I mean? You got that yeah. nice little bump. Um, you had the fun intro screens where, like, if you just left it yeah, on, like, yeah. Shrek, yeah. like Shrek Two, where they're all just like in all the little bubbles. Bro, I made out to so many girls to DVD screens <laughs> bro, after the movie. I, I, I made out to so many girls. So many girls, bro. It was sick, <laughs> dude. This is like the, the bit sick. on South Park, the guy that doesn't. He like almost knows how to speak English. <laughs> I made out to so many girls, <laughs> and it was no way. Was there was no way. Okay, all right. It was awesome. You know how many times I heard that Anchorman music over and over again. Anyway, <laughs> how many times I heard Mike Myers just be like, "What's that?" <laughs> um. So, uh, as this report says, um, in this new role, Gun is ex- is exclusive to Warner Brothers in DC. No more Marvel. So. This was actually brought up to Kevin Feige at the Black Panther premiere a couple nights ago. And when he was asked about it, he said, well, James still has a lot of work for us to do from now until Marvel. I mean, now until May, which he is well aware of, you know, because Guardians 3 is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're changing the name of the month, May to Marvel. <laughs> to Marvel, However, May. <laughs> <laughs> it's Marvel month. So, um, <laughs> uh which he's well aware of, but then Kevin Feige said, but as soon as, as soon as he's done and the first thing he makes, I'll be the first one in line to see it. So he's very supportive of this decision. And you got to remember you guys, Kevin Feige hired James Gunn to usher in the cosmic side of the Marvel universe. And the word on the street is that when Feige retired, James Gunn was supposed to pick up the reins and be the creative head of the MCU. Now I will tell you exactly what happened and why this happened the way that it did. 2017 you guys remember this i do remember that year um it was a blur um james gunn got canceled quotations because a bunch of right-wing trolls um i think it was cernovic i think him and his posse dug up tweets from 10 years ago where he was making jokes about pedophilia now the interesting part is this had already come up when guardians one was announced and he had already apologized for these things and said he was trying to be like an edgelord comedian, right? Mm-hmm. So they dug up those old tweets, they circulated again, and he gets fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Now, 
literally the next week reports came out that every studio in town was hitting up James Gunn being like, yeah, we don't give a shit about that. Like that's Disney's, that's Disney's, <laughs> that ain't our problem. That ain't our problem. That's, that's Disney's image. Like we'll gladly we don't take have that you. squeaky clean image. Like yeah. Disney. <laughs> yeah. We'll gladly take you on board. And obviously he went on to do the suicide squad. So what ended up happening a couple months later was they realized that this was like some sort of like right wing coup and Alan Horn uh, had gotten involved in everything. And, and Feige was the one who was protecting James Gunn. Um, Alan Horn was the one that told Feige, you have to fire James Gunn. Like I, I, it can't be any other way. And even Bob Iger was going to bat for James Gunn as well. Um, and then obviously Chapek came in and all that shit. Um, so James Gunn gets rehired. And the reason that guardians of the galaxy got moved so far in the schedule is because James Gunn told Marvel, well, I'm still doing suicide squad and now I'm doing peacemaker as well. And I'm sure he told them, well, you shouldn't have fucking fired me in the first place, you know? Honestly. So he drove, they drove him right into the arms of their main competitor. With the arms wide open. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny part is, here's the fucking crazy part. Alan Horn retires from Disney and Marvel, right? He's retired for a while. David Zasloff buys Warner Brothers, right? They fucking get Alan Horn out of retirement to head up Warner Brothers, right? Guess who the fuck hires James Gunn? <laughs> they keep pulling Alan me out. Alan Horn. <laughs> so, like, what, like this guy, Alan Horn hired Kevin Feige and put him in charge of the superhero show over at Disney. And now he hired James Gunn and Peter Safran, obviously. And now they're in charge of the superhero show at DC. The interesting part is, since Bob Chapek isn't involved, there's less management over James Gunn's head. Like, he reports directly to Zaslav and Horn, whereas Feige, there's two or three levels of management now between him and Chapek. So, James Gunn actually has more control over his studio than Feige does now. We spoke about it earlier this year. It's like, this could be where the fucking polarity shifts. Yep. This might be the this beginning be of the DC, you know, dominance, and I'm for it. And it, would, it will be interesting too to see if the friendship between Feige and James Gunn, like, I'd love to see them just kind of commiserate and you know bounce ideas off of each other, and actually have them kind of working together to, ha- you know, like, oh, wh- what's the way that he put it? Like, a dollar from Marvel isn't necessarily a, a dollar, dollar yeah, for DC. Or for, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so well, I, mean, I think this would be this could be the beginning of something great. You got to remember they share the same sentiment when yeah. when Guardians of the Galaxy opened big and it did more than Man of Steel. They brought that up in an interview with James Gunn, and James Gunn goes, "I have nothing against DC. When their film does well, when they win, it's a win for all of us." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like just because they're making the money this week, like we'll have a chance to make our money, but they're making the money these two weeks. Right. You when know? you you continue like, to popularize the superhero genre, the superhero yeah. genre, then it's just gonna be like fuck yeah, let's and, see that movie and, and Feige, then we'll get money to do more. Feige says the same thing. He says two of his favorite superheroes are Batman and Superman. <laughs> like you know, you so. know what'll be interesting too is I'd love to see James Gunn's like kind of happy go lucky sensibility kind of take these characters away from the dour Snyder verse and into a more like <laughs> like Superman right. kind of vibe. So it's funny you bring that up because the Snyder verse people were not happy. Oh, fuck and you know oh what? my I, God. I drink their milkshake. They fucking lost it on social media over this. <laughs> they were fucking mad, mad, mad. They were like, 
this is disgusting. How could they how could they not bring Snyder back? It's like it's one of those things where I just want to be like, listen, do you not understand that Snyder's movies woefully underperformed? And not only did they underperform, they weren't good either. Like they weren't qual if they were like the reason they stuck James Gunn's Suicide Squad lost money. It did not make money. It didn't even break even. But it was so fucking good that they saw the potential in it. Peacemaker yep. is excellent. That's the only TV show I've watched in this year, besides for like the boys, honestly. Yeah, that was like wow, and maybe holy and hell. maybe and maybe Game of Thrones, uh, uh, House of the Dragon. That I've been like, this is fucking great. Like, like genuinely. I- I gotta Great, throw this out throw. there too. I I said this before, but you gotta check out Sandman on Netflix. It's really fucking good. Why did Neil Gaiman? Is that his name? The guy yeah. who wrote it. He he's bitching about how I've watched people do like convert Sandman and they never get it right. But I heard Netflix got it the closest. That's what he said. Because yeah, he yeah. Hasn't I mean, it. and he's petitioning to get like to get renewed for another season. It's like the best thing that Netflix put out in a long time, and Damn. they still haven't renewed it yet. I'll check it out. But yeah, um, check it out. Nick, going back to what you were saying about like moving into like the the uh, the sensibility stuff about his like happy go lucky type of vibe, and I I hope so because Henry Cavill is officially back as He's Superman. Back. He said Superman. he said in an interview um, recently that he hopes that it's like a joyful and upbeat version of the character, and he goes and he said I can't tell you what's going on behind the scenes, but just know like we're moving in the right direction. Like and we're here's what I hope. James Gunn, although he's the creative side, he's going to be, you know, plotting out where we're going in the universe and how we're telling stories. Peter Safran is going to be running the actual company, though. He's the producer. He's done the Conjuring series. Um, he has done, um, I think he did, he did a couple of the DC films beforehand. Did Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> he did, nice. uh, he did the Lego movie. You know, he's, he knows his shit. You know what I mean? Um, so they're moving in, they're move like they, they got a good team and Peter and James have worked together on a number of projects. So they work well together. I do, am. Do you think that they're going to move away, like maybe set this in a, like an alternate, uh, universe from the Snyder stuff? Or do you think they're going to wipe the slate clean or just keep going and have it just pivot direction and kind of just say that's there, but we're just not going to feel like black like, Adam answers this question really well. Uh, oh, that's I think right. I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna take, they're gonna, I think they're gonna take the actors that we already have and the storylines we already have going and just make it better. Ezra Miller. Well, I mean, well, George McKay is supposedly replacing him in the next Flash I, movie. I, is that uh, true? I heard it was like he was preferred to he's, take over, but nothing was really. He's set top. In motion he's yet. top choice, and Andy Muschietti likes him, and they already finished the script for the sequel to Flashpoint. So, I'm telling you, they have to. They're gonna reshoot that movie, and they're gonna call it Batman Flashpoint. Like they have to. Really? I did. They, they. What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? They have a. What are they gonna do? Psycho on screen. They have a psycho running around pretending to be. There's no, gonna be kids that watch okay that movie now. Remember all the press releases. They're okay now. Okay, oh, you're so right. I apologize. <laughs> they are okay now. Ugh, right. I'm so triggered. Anyway, uh, so all right, Joker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, that was my Batman in me. Um, so um, the they start November first. Like this is not like a oh when no like they they have offices and they are hitting the ground running on November first. They are still, obviously, there's still a whole year of DC movies to come out. 
Next year is is Shazam, Flash, and Aquaman. Aquaman. L- and Blue and Blue Beetle as <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> and Blue Beetle as well is coming out next year. So we have four DC movies already shot and in the can that are coming out next year. So okay. it's not like we're not going to see we're not going to see anything from them really until probably the following year. And I'm telling you within I want to say 6 to 8 months we will have a slate and we will know where they're going and how they're going to do it. I genuinely I believe that. Oh, yeah. And you have to believe that James Gunn is going to call or at least text Kevin and be like, "Hey, how'd you guys figure it out?" You know what I mean? Yeah, like like, the, mm-hmm. like you said the partnership between them will only benefit everybody. Yeah. Exactly. And it looks and uh, I mean like I can't wait to see what happens. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the just the whole the whole vibe changed. I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like yeah. DC's finally going to get its due. You know what I mean? And the other thing is, I I like the idea of since DC already has like this established multiverse. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Joker exists in its own world. Um, the Batman exists in its own world. The Batman takes place on Earth too. You know what I mean? Like they 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 said that it's canon in the DCEU. Oh, they changed it too. It's just DCU now. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fine. Because because the because the first nuts because <laughs> the D actually stands for Detective Comics, so it wouldn't be DCCU. You know what I mean? It's just Detective Comics. Detective Comics Cinematic Cinema Universe. Universe. Yeah. Mm. So that's what they're changing it to. And like I said, it's no longer DC films. There's no longer DC animation, DC game. Like, no, like it's just DC studios and everything comes out of there. The animated stuff, the movies, the shorts, the YouTube shit, like any, everything comes straight from that. It's its own vertical company. I know we talked a lot of shit about um, Zaslov when he was like, Stepping you know, canceling it, everything. Yeah. But. If this is a, like a sign of things to come, I might have to eat my did, shorts. Did we talk shit about him? We we yeah, just well, I mean, we were kind of like mad that he's like just throwing everything away for a tax write off. A lot of good content went into the fucking incinerator. You'll never be able to see some shit Brandon again. Frazier. I mean, okay, here's the other thing though. They only they had to get rid of three billion, right? He only got rid of like one point two. He still got more shit to axe in this quarter uh-huh. by the end of the year. Uh-oh. And it's too bad it's not all the Snyderverse stuff. I know, it's I know, because that still makes money. People still watch Avatar that. Avatar isn't in. The DC. Yeah, right. Oh my god! All right, let's done. get let's get rid of all the we're the done. DCEU Snyder stuff and Avatar. Honestly, yeah. Um, that's a quarter bill right there. There you go. So, uh, this quote from Zaslav is: "DC has uh, DC has among the most entertaining, powerful, and iconic characters in the world, and I am thrilled to have a singular and complementary talents of James and Peter." joining our world-class team and overseeing the creative direction of the story DC universe. Their decades of experience in filmmaking, close ties to creative community and proven track record thrilling uh, of thrilling superhero fans around the globe, make them uniquely qualified to develop a long-term strategy across film, TV animation, and take this iconic franchise to the next level of creative storytelling. Um, and then, in a joint statement, uh, Gunn and Saffron said, quote, we're honored to be the stewards of the DC characters we love since we're children. We look forward to collaborating with the most talented writers, directors, and actors in the world to create an integrated, multi-layered universe that allows for individual expression of artists involved. I like that because that means that they still want to be director-focused. Yeah. Our commitments to, ba- to Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Harley Quinn and the rest of the DC stable. And, dude, it was so funny. Somebody, some fucking Snyder fan on... Twitter was like they mentioned Harley Quinn outside of the core four. They don't know what they're doing. They Someone retweeted happening. him and goes, 
who the fuck is the core four? <laughs> you know, I made them up. I, nobody ever mentioned Aquaman in the same line as Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman before uh, Cal Drogo was around. So, um, is only equaled by our commitment to the wonder of the hum- human possibility these characters represent. We're excited to invigorate the theatrical experience around the world, as well as tell some of the biggest, most beautiful, and grandest stories ever told. We're especially enthusiastic about doing this all while Mike, Pam, Casey Channing, and the whole Warner Brothers Discovery team are grateful to David Zasloff, whose bold vision of the future and franchise we share allows for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Most of all, we can't wait to bring you all into the story of the DCU. We're here. We love it. I'm excited. I am excited. I'm excited too, dude. It's been more than enough time that we need to have a fun <laughs> DCU movie. <laughs> Funny enough. You guys ready for this? Go for it. Before Suicide Squad, Gunn made Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2 at Warner Brothers. As he direct, as at the first he directed and the second he wrote, he also wrote Zack Snyder's 2004 remake of George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. No so shit. So they did do a movie together. Ooh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I didn't know he wrote that movie. That's why that movie's so good. I huh? was going to say, that's why that fucking <laughs> that, slaps. That's like, why that movie's fucking awesome. Okay, like, okay I didn't realize. All right. um, also, in credit, the credits include the horror comedy Slither. Have you guys seen Slither? I haven't. It is fucking awesome. It's Nathan Fillion and Elizabeth Banks. It's Oh, sick. that's that movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the dark superhero comedy Super. And the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, which made more than $1.6 billion at the box office. And Safran's credits have made more than a billion at the global box office. Uh, he's currently wrapping up The Nun 2 right now. Oh, so, good. You know. Everyone's so excited for that. And the DC had a number one film the pa- in this past week. They had Black Adam with um, $140 million worldwide take. So Pretty good. I think it was something like 40% yeah, of the people who went and saw that movie were only going to see it because of The Rock. And out of that, 30% of the people who they pulled at the door didn't even know that it was a DC movie or didn't care. Yeah. And then it was like something above, the, like a smaller percentage thought it was a Marvel movie. I want to know how much money Black Adam wouldn't have made if The Rock wasn't in it. <laughs> Dude, like probably it would have made 25% of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm excited. This looks good. I'm I I can't wait to see this. You guys know me. I I think Suicide Squad is one of the James Gunn's Suicide Squad is one of the best comic book movies ever made. I love it so much. I agree. All right. So ready to get to the uh, the big picture here, boys. The piece de resistance. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about. All right. So we watched VHS 99. Uh, which is a Shutter exclusive. Now, did you guys see VHS ninety four? Was no, the one before this? I didn't. We started watching it last night, but I quickly fell asleep. Um, so yeah, I've seen the first the first uh, vignette of, 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 of the of the one before this of ninety four yeah. with Rotman. Yes. Okay. Rotman? Yes. Ninety four is excellent. Yeah. I love. Okay, so we were talking about this during the horror movie tier list, and I said that. VHS series is very hit and miss in the sense that the first one is okay. The second one is fabulous. The third one, they tried to do that horror comedy shit and like it just didn't stick the landing on the comedy bit. Then it went away for a while. Shutter got the rights. Then they made 94. I fucking love 94. I think that one is excellent. This one was awful. <laughs> what? A wet fart the entire time. None of these fucking vignettes went 
anywhere, and the I, ones that were interesting, I felt they I just cut them too you. short. Well, there's five, right? There's five, and I thought uh, it was, I would say three-fifths of them were really good, one was okay, and one, and the very first one was terrible. The very first one was, um, I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia because I can't remember their names. That was just the very shredding. first one was shredding, and the, oh, okay, yeah, that's the one where they go into the club with the uh, the zombie. Uh, yeah, the zombies or ghosts? Uh, they're they're kind of somewhere in between. And it's not- I just I just kind of feel I'm we're just we're gonna talk spoilers on this one. Um, you, oh, we're just going straight in. Do you want to? Yeah, I'm fine. You want to do straight spoilers or? Yeah, Yeah, let's just do straight spoilers on this one. I don't know. How did you? uh, Nick liked it. I didn't really think it was great. What did you? What about you, Burke? Honestly, like, it was. It didn't feel like the other VHS movies to me that had that like level of mystery and kind of like yeah, about intrigue. Intrigue's the best word. I thought it also felt cheap. A lot of the. I mean, they all. all, Yeah, all the VHS movies have felt cheap. Well, to me, this this fits right right into the VHS canon uh, of like you. It's a mixed bag. You don't know what you're gonna get. That's a great point. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I I definitely agree with that. There's varying quality, but I felt overall this one just did not meet the standards of what I'm of like, especially the last one. The last one is excellent. I didn't. I haven't seen the last one. I and I'm going back. I don't know if it's because we watched like the original VHS and like, like VHS, what 1.5 was the second one or Mm. whatever. Yeah. We watched that back in college and like, maybe it was like the time and everything watching it. Like I thought those were cool. I thought those were like gritty and like really interesting and like almost like, you know, like found footage kind of way. Yeah. These, I don't know if it's just been, there's too much shit that's like that now that it's kind of like, you know, really like watered down the pool, but there wasn't anything in here that I was like, oh, God, like, oh, no, or, like, that's going to stick with me or haunt me or, you know, anything to, like, I mean, that weirdness. There was some cool shit. Like, I like the first, I like the, I like the the first uh, skit, we'll call it that, or whatever, the first tape. Vignette. The, the first yeah, one. Yeah, first, first tape. The first is, tape. Good- with the army men, right? What, no, 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 no. That's the, well, that's know, the overarching story, which what which I don't even know what that was. Um, The Kinda first, weird. the yeah. first tape was them in the the club there's the punk band in the 90s the colony underground yes and with rack what was it rack, rack, rack yeah right yeah and i like th- i i thought it was cool that they put them all together at the end i mm. thought that was some you know i thought that was interesting but also at the same time i felt everything up until that point like the costumes were really cheap um i thought like it had that you remember the first vhs where they're like they're a bunch of pranksters and they get hired to go into the house and steal the tape. You yeah. It had that yeah. vibe. And I, and like, I didn't really like that about the first one. So I was kind of turned off to that too. Um, second one, I think was a, a lot one. of it felt authentically nineties, you know, what yes. I mean? like the whole, yeah. the, it yes. took place in 99 felt authentic, authentically nineties, but specifically in this, this tape, shredding the, there was nothing redeemable about any of the characters they all sucked they everything about it was annoying and i couldn't wait for them to die it was that which i know yeah just like usually you're supposed to like you should have a balance i think of even the characters that are supposed to be annoying and wind up ultimately dying 
there should be, you know, like you should want to root for them to some degree where it, like rather than it's just like, please let the zombies kill them and let this be over. Yeah. I, and even then, it's just like I I just don't understand the point. You know what I mean? Like I didn't get why they were doing what they were doing. You know what I mean? I think it's fine. It was just kind of like they're doing this because it's edgy and yeah, yeah it's fun. And it's like it's it had like the jackass vibe. You know, it's like there's yeah, not really any they're trying to be to jackass, it, which, which is, we all did in 1999. Which we all did. I, I do agree with I both was of you. five in 1999. Well, <laughs> I was all right. anybody who was in their teens in yeah. 1999 was yeah. trying to do this yeah. shit. Um, but I, I agree. It did feel very genuinely like 90s. And like when we go into like the um what is like the Ozzy Ozzy's dungeon Ozzy's dungeon was oh spot on accidentally yeah. hilarious thing they have ever produced and that's the dude um, I was cracking up at the most inappropriate times during oh, yeah. that sketch and like once again I don't understand the ending of that one it that's, that I think it's fine to not understand the end I felt that ending but I was feel like, so much but like, I feel like the other VHS movies they gave you enough to like put it all together like some, this I, one I totally is just disagree. like fuck you here it no, is No that's what like, it felt it felt like literally like the end of like I think you should leave or like a weird kind of like co- like comedic sketch where she just like turns to the camera and like looks in it and smiles and it's like gotcha Yep baby 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 Yeah literally and I was like oh that's kind of funny like, Damn yo that was a I, I no I think if you look back if you really go back and look at the previous VHS there's plenty of times where you're just like what the fuck just happened yeah, yeah. which is fine in something that's supposed to be like a horror anthology i don't think you need the nice bow at the end i think it's no. fine to be left with an unsettled feeling at the end of it yeah but that wasn't even an unsettled feeling that was just like a weird like you know cut to her on the camera thing I, I I liked it. That's fine. I loved that one, and it had like uh, it had Stephen Ogg yeah, from has, fucking yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five yep. and uh, Walking Dead. That. Yeah. Um. Then we also had they had the um, what was the second one? It was Suicide Bid. Suicide Bid, which <laughs> was just eh. you got to go through shit city. <laughs> you got to go through shit city. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, yeah. Suicide Bid, I thought was like that was kind of cool in the way of it felt very like. When you're like ten, eight or ten years old, mm-hmm. that one like, made me so uncomfortable because yeah. I am I don't do small spaces. I'm a tall guy. I hate claustrophobia is not my thing. Um, but it felt to me that it was like very much an authentic like oh this could be a like urban legend and they yeah. did a good job with that. Yo, I love how those girls just dove in that water fully clothed, like one of them yeah. with a varsity jacket uh, and she's on. Like, she's like she's gone, and I was like you dove all the way down there, you swam, and you were able to like feel and see that there wasn't a body down there. Yeah. Like, I was like okay, that was the only time in the whole thing there where I was like I called bullshit on this. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, it's just I and like I remember during it, I looked at Liz and I was like. Man, girls can be so fucking cruel. Like, don't get me wrong. Guys are dicks, but, like, girls are, they're fucking mean to each other. The worst part of that was when she, oh, she's, like, open the thing when you need, like, the most. I was so fucking fucking mad. That's what I, and that right there, that's when I said that. I was like, girls are fucking cruel. Like, they are so fucking mean to each other. so brutal. I was like, god damn, this poor girl is terrified. And you just hit her with a bunch of, like, big-ass spiders. Ooh, did not like that. Would, uh, Very and, active spiders too. They were like all climbing around, hungry little boys. Yeah, hungry the, little um, hobo, <laughs> hippos. Hungry, 
Also, I love, how, hungry little I love how they're recording their crimes, too. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. At, at the end, you know, like, and now oh, you recorded and, and that was the other thing, is that there was always some sort of plausible deniability as to why they had these cameras around, like, why they were looking for tape. Like, the whole point of VHS 1, 2, and 3 was that, like, we're they're looking for a certain tape, so they're trying out different ones, and this is what they're watching. And inside that, like, specifically, the one I go to is... Uh, the guys who go to the Halloween party at the end of the first one and it turns out there's like a fucking a witch remember that they're yeah. trying to have an exorcism for and it turns into this fucking you know they end up you know trying to leave a haunted house while all these you know the shit goes crazy and everything Um, I feel like that makes sense for them to have a camera with them or like when they were on vacation that one and they had a camera or like the guys are perverts, so they put the camera in the glasses when they're trying to fuck yeah. the girl. Like, they always, whereas this one was just like, let's record us committing a murder. You know? that's, that's, <laughs> like, well, yeah, like, it didn't to feel be fair, organic. I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't really hold points against the, that type of thing because it's like, at the end of the day, you need to have a camera there for this to be recorded. Yes. Um. So to just get to the story. But also, it's like there are sorority girls recording this moment where, you know, like we're embarrassing this girl beyond no end. I get, you know, like I could buy that they have a camera there. They didn't intend to murder her. It just <laughs> happened. Oops. Unintended consequences of burying yeah. someone alive. They I also, died. Yeah. I also <laughs> it was a little prank. Love the fact. It's just a little joke. I love the fact that like it rains and then like a grave is entirely full and like, you know. The entire place didn't flood to like it wasn't yeah. like New Orleans where every like all the bodies were floating in the water because yeah. of everything. I was like, no, it's just this is a hole and it filled up. Um the when she um when she breaks through the coffin, the what's her name? Uh Gilton? Gil Gilly Gilly. Gilly. Oh, Gilly. 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 Guillotine. Guillotine. Yeah, guillotine. Whoever it is. Okay, first of all, the mausoleum in the beginning of the of that sketch. That's where Ghost shot that live video. Uh, oh, for real? Yeah, if I could pull that off right, you will look exactly oh. the same. Um, so I'm uh, in the Wikipedia page. I clicked on the name of the dead girl, Giltine, and mm -hmm. it, it linked me to a page of Lithuanian gods and mythical figures. Oh, okay, okay that's where so I am I now. I guess that. I guess we're all here now, huh? <laughs> um, Giltine. Guilty. So uh, here's my deal with the that that one. I felt the monster in that one looked really cheap. That looked so bad. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, it did. And to the, to the fact where I was like, oh, this is part of the prank they're pulling, that they had put a costume on and they're just down there like hitting on the coffin. Yeah, and and the reason why I the reason why I say these things where it's like, oh, it looked cheap, it didn't look good, is because like go watch Evil Dead. Go watch Evil Dead 2. You know, go watch a fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Go watch Friday the thirteenth. Go watch Halloween. Movies with absolutely minuscule budgets that have incredible special effects. For, like, for their... But that's the thing is, not everybody's Sam Raimi. And if you're really I get, honest I with get yourself, that, but a it's lot also... of the VHS movies have looked crappy. And it's it's not really... Uh, these movies are not about like great special effects. No. They're about spooky little stories. But I this one was I, But bad. this was the first one, one I really looked at and was like, wow. That literally was sucks. like, they went to Spirit Halloween and got like go a back puppet. to the first well, few, tell, they also looked like garbage. I'll not tell you. Bad, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened here, though. Shutter got the rights and they made 94 and although it was very good and well received I bet you it didn't have the conversion rate that they were looking for mm. you know to get people on their service 
Whereas this one, it's like, okay, we're going to make another one, but we're going to make it audience appropriate. You know, like what's what, how much are we going to get out of this? So they probably significantly cut the budget of this next one. And it fucking shows <laughs> it show because the last one had the whole fucking Rotman thing. And that was like an elaborate animatronic and all these crazy special effects and well, like, like all this like fucking wild cinematography. And like th th that did this one just didn't have any. Well, of that. Even I'm also assuming that like the it's not like I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with these movies. But my assumption has always been it's not like they're like we're putting together a budget for um for VHS. I'm assuming it's like various filmmakers have VHS. these projects and they get bought up by VHS to be put together into this anthology. Well, which which it is. They are written um, and directed and produced by different kind I don't of like I don't you know what Nick? I don't know how they actually put it together. But I am curious to know cuz I mean like Adam Wingard was in the first two VHSs and now he he made he's making Godzilla movies now. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like I'm curious to know how I mean he's also making the Face-Off sequel. I'm curious to know oh how God, um, I forgot that's happening. Mm -hmm. How they are how they get these filmmakers in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm assuming they probably purchase independently made with I'm sure there's some of them that are made exclusively for VHS. Yeah. But I, I, I doubt that a lot of them were made explicitly for this. It's like, okay, let's purchase from these independent filmmakers. Well, I think they're they're all written and directed, like I said, by different people. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I think they're probably all created for vhs but maybe i don't know you know yeah there's pitches for sure yeah there's definitely pitch meetings for sure but i mean like just going back to the like the visual element of this because like, they, they do one, all look consistent yeah, you know which is part of like yeah the, which sure, is part of the yeah whatever. but like the the visuals for like when we get into the gawkers with the um the medusa chick that looked leagues better. Oh yeah, than like the I could CGI tell where the, the budget was. Yeah, so uh, let's I mean, I, let's pull it back. I, let's. I, I kind of disagree with that because it's like at, at least the in Suicide Bid, I felt like it like the ghost fit into the world. It, I the problem that I had was like there was no articulation in the. It was pretty much just like a still a still thing of a face. Whereas I didn't think the Medusa looked good. It was like a lot more intensive cgi but i didn't think it looked good i felt like the the color was like way too saturated for the scene and it, it felt out it of was place saturated. yeah i'll give you that they might have had to do that to compensate for the um the shoddy the shoddy the bad vfx quality yeah. the shoddy vfx um that one that one in fucking like the gawkers one. it felt like they took the premise from the first movie of the the siren yeah and you're just like all right we'll just stick a uh how about a medusa so, <laughs> the, si so the, the siren though got her own movie you know that right Did that actually happened yeah like, and I apparently it's good i gotta watch it um huh so Ozzy's Dungeon, that's the uh, that's the hint, uh, Legends, that of, the Legends of the Hidden Temple. Hidden Temple. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I saw. Um, yo, that leg break was fucking wild. Oh, that was brutal, dude. See, that's the thing. That was a cheap effect, but it was done really yeah. well. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, uh, discount Octavia Spencer had me cracking up the entire time. <laughs> that was great. She was fucking <laughs> awesome. Oh, uh, for sure. And it's obvious that like there is some sort of like, I okay. I like the idea here that they're playing. Oh, we're about to have a visitor. He's oh. knocking at the door. He's trying to get it open. He's trying. He's, He's trying. I see. Do I, I, let him I in? see the little pause underneath. Do we let um, him in? So it's double D. <laughs> so I believe. Um. Like I, get, it's like this obsessive, abusive type of vibe from her. You know what I mean? Because like, 
Her husband totally listens to what she says. The kids. The kids. The and even Donna. Um, Donna. D- D- Donna is the daughter, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, because now she's like a vengeful goth or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, that was the weirdest part of the whole thing is that like now she's goth. Yep. It's just like, you know, I'm I'm mad. So I have like long straight black hair now. And I'm just like, I have long sleeves. <laughs> like That's been everything for it. So. What was the thing at the end? The Can, giant give me, elf. give me your best guess. It was just it's so they talked about it being like a a a god or a monster from like another planet. Mm-hmm. Is what because then they were yeah. like, I, I thought it was off planet. I thought you know, and he was like, No, it's here. We can get it. So that the whole point. Oh, of that, that's what they meant by that. Yeah, the whole point of this like game show was that if you win, you get to go to that monster, whatever the hell it is, and get a wish. And Donna was gonna wish for her family to basically be out of poverty yeah which is what you know they were talking about with her mom being like super abusive being like she's the one that's gonna get us out she's gonna do all of this so it had like story elements to it that made a lot of sense very it was very cool and interesting and like the performances really heightened the whole thing yeah absolutely what did you think pat (sighs) it was it's an i didn't get it (laughs) it's a it's a cool i'll put it like this i get I thought it was just like a game show gone wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's what, and like it was the mother's obsessive, like compulsiveness like that almost, like drove them to this place. You know what like I mean? Saw esque. Yeah. Kind of like, that's what I was expecting. And then when the supernatural element came in, I was totally thrown off. But that last second kind of informs you as to what's going on. That very last one about how like, cause it technically it grants her wish, right? Because she wished yeah. for it all wished of everybody, for everybody who... to die because she was sick of being abused by everyone, right? Yeah. That's kind of what I got. Yeah. Yep. Um, dude, that leg injury, like the leg out, like what happened? What had the fuck happen? And he's like, what he is it? What is Steve like, he's like, got a boo boo there. Oh yeah. yeah, I thought, which I thought was gonna be kind of like Hunger Games e. Like, so <laughs> I thought, like you know, I was confused as to the premise of like the game. And I was like, oh, shit, are these people actually going to die in this game? Yeah. And it was like, no. Well, even they then. They just got a really bad injury. I thought that it was going to, like, well, no, I'm talking about when they pulled the blanket back and you see all the black. Oh, dog meat leg. Dude, it's just like, what are you, what, what happened? Like, what the, what like, the you, did you, you not go to a doctor and get antibiotics and yeah. reconstructive surgery and, just like, amputated. physical therapy God and damn. shit? Like, and there's, like, nobody's going to want to see that on stage, on screen. It's just like, yeah. Cause you didn't do anything about it. Like, what do you? She can at least be a fucking face of you know amputees on like a hospital campaign or something. You know, like yeah, just giving her that limp, nasty yeah, old um, green leg. So I mean, like the uh, once again, it's just like I, I like the V eight. I like it. Didn't I like the vibe where it's building me up. You know, and like my reports are confirmed by what I'm seeing. Like, oh, that I was right about that. Where I felt like these were just so twisty and turny sometimes. I like when I'm right about and, everything. Yeah, and then the, <laughs> and then I felt like the last two just they they cut them off way too short. They cut them off I, I, way as too with short. With a lot of a lot of vignettes on VHS, I yeah. o- I often feel like there's one or two where I'm like, this should be a full movie. It's not. It's this concept is too big for this. 25 which one do you think it is because i have an idea of which one should be the well the last one should be a full fucking movie because that was so much fun that was 
For, that was that one was cool. Uh, genuinely great. Like I think the last two are genuinely. Uh, the last one's great. The the second to last one, the Medusa one, the Gawkers. I think that one is cool. But um, the uh, once again cut off way too short. Whereas this one I thought was incre- incredible. Kind of I like the idea. You know the, the the guy the characters that they had were kind of annoying. Um, before we move on to this last one, let's, I, let's talk about Gawkers. To, to, yeah, to the Gawkers. I really don't think there's much to say about it. I, it was fun, but it's a premise that's been done over and over again. It was what it was, and then we it can reminded move on from me it. of Splice. Have you guys seen Splice? It reminded me of fucking uh, American Pie. Like yeah. that's what it felt like. Uh, like American Pie, but with a, a spooky ending. I like how they didn't deny us boobies either. I know. I was. I was <laughs> like, are we gonna get it? And then they were like, Yeah. And so, oh. and so when that happens, and then I love like. When she takes her shirt off, Liz just goes, what kind of creature is she going to be? I go, I don't know. Like, let's find out. And then the arm just cracks. And I was like, oh, okay. Kind of lame. She's going to be a, and then she takes the wig off and the snakes come out. And I thought at first that that was just like the design. She wasn't going to be turning motherfuckers to stone. Mm-hmm. But then how did she kill the guy? The, uh, oh no, she didn't she kill just, him. Well, she, she, yeah, she kind of like tore one dude's like, she just tore one open, guy yeah. apart. And yeah. then the other guy in the hallway, what was what was his deal? She got ripped, turned into stone. Well, she ripped off his head and then turned him into stone. Oh, Remember, right, like, right, right. That's Boner was and the dude's then name. The brother Boner. gets tu- the brother Boner. gets turned into stone right in front of us in the hallway, and then the one holding the camera also turns into stone. Alexis picked up real early, just like the statue that they kept focusing yeah. on outside of her house was stone. So she immediately was like Medusa. Yeah, I I thought I thought that I did the same. I didn't notice thing. that. Yeah, because they they yeah. like they just you know. Are like, hey, what is that statue there? It looks like head. Why is there a stone head? Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. So we're just really gonna hang a lantern on that. Uh, like, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Damn. I watched this Damn, also. Oh, at like maybe you know, maybe you would have liked it better after, if you had figured uh, it out right from the beginning I like, and they confirmed uh, what you thought. I just like I like the, maybe, yeah. yeah. I like the fact where it's like I so, did just say that. <laughs> yeah. I like that it's so on the nose where it's just like, yeah, this hot girl's turning all these boys to stone. I was like, really? Like, and the dude's name is Boner. Like, yeah. he's just like flat out going to play it that way. That also, I felt like very authentically what it's like hanging out 90s. with the boys in high yes. school. Yes, it was very much like, oh, this is my bedroom from the early 2000s. There's my compact computer that we talked to girls on AOL on. And, mm-hmm. uh... There is my old CRT that we played fucking GameCube on. They were playing Resident Evil. You saw Yes, right? that's right. Yep. I did. See, I was like, let's go. I was like, All right, <laughs> like, there we go. Um, so I, like I said, I, I, I enjoyed that one, but I felt like it got cut off too short. Whereas like you think about like the, the siren run from the first one, right? That mm-hmm. one was just long enough because it got to the point where it was down to like that one guy and the girl and remember she tried to blow him and he couldn't get a heart on and that's what pissed her off yeah so right <laughs> when he was about to leave she dug her claws into him and like flew away with him that that i felt ended perfectly like that and where this yeah. one i felt like we should have gotten at least one moment where like it like you can get a full look at this thing before it you know, like or it, it really you know? just she just murdered them all very quickly and it was over. Where yeah. there was like no no creative kills and it wasn't like it didn't happen sequentially. It was just yeah, boom, and it wasn't it wasn't like a it didn't like it was just like yeah you got punished for being a pervert. It wasn't like you know that was it. Right, right, right. No, it yeah. makes sense. Um, and then the <laughs> I love the did she just order a brand new Macintosh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which Dude, the fucking delivery guy doing the little oh, with dance. the dance. Yeah. yeah, he looked he, like he he looked like the singer of Neck Deep from when we were holy in the festival. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. <laughs> okay, I saw it with my own I eyes. Seen him. All that shit. Um. So, let's let's do the last one to Helen back. What a fantastic idea, huh? Great premise. It was really so great cool. Premise. Fucking great premise. It was so cool. And the adventure was fun. And I feel like we actually got a character that I'd like to see come back. Mm-hmm. In future VHS movies, in Maybelline, maybe it's just Mabel, Mabel or Maybelline. Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybelline. It's just Mabel. Mabel. Mabel the skull. You know what? It is Mabel. Chompa I was called her Maybelline all night to piss Liz off. So. Maybelline. Oh, okay. oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, um. Well, because at one point there was like a scare, and I went, maybe it's Maybelline, like there that. You go. And, uh, and now you fucked and it up. It for was, yourself? And it turned out it was that fucking like weird thing. Oh yeah. Like, the- yeah. That character uh, design was really cool. Yeah, yeah. That um, was, this was a good one too, where I was like, it was practical effects, and they looked cheesy, but it was great. Like, yeah, it came. Out it it was exactly what it needed to be. I love how there's always like, okay, so they did the same thing in the mist, but that movie had like obviously a budget and everything, and it's where you see lightning in the background, and it lights mm-hmm. up a silhouette of a yeah. giant creature that obviously they don't have the budget for, but that's how they're fitting it into the story. Right. It's a real creative way to do it, and I really appreciate that. They did that so well in this one with the big-ass fucking demon in yeah. the first like couple minutes when they get to hell. So this one is they're going to some seance, right? Yep. And some weird yeah. specter shows up. He's They're like, like he's, documentarians filming uh, like a cult. Yeah, it felt very like phasmophobia, like in, yeah. in the very beginning. They're doing a seance for to get the vessel to bring that, that demon through, Ooh, right? Gabon or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they accidentally open up the door and they let some little piece of shit in. And apparently he's like they have some history with him, like, you know, you know, getting into the club pretty much, you know? Yeah. And they have to keep kicking him out. <laughs> I thought that was a good idea. And then I I love the idea that they send that they go back to they accidentally banish them to hell as well. Like that. Yeah. It, was and a the cool fact idea. that it's the two documentary guys and not not people who might have some idea what to do. These yeah. two bumbling idiots. Yeah. Like, and then, God damn it. It was fucking Abbott and Costello go to hell. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. There was so much physical. It really comedy, was like, Abbott yeah. and Costello go to hell. It really was. What I um I guess. What I like about I like I you know the dynamic between them is whatever I you know it's it's not like a lot of time to it's let the, the best cast, written but they thing, were yeah. at least the most likable ones you yeah. know out of all of the stuff out of all of these uh it was another per- the performances really this was a great premise but the performances really did take the whole thing to another level yeah um Mabel was Mabel good to, was stand out I yeah. I really love when she's like. Why aren't thou raising thy voice? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. she's hysterical. Yeah, like, oh, I love when she um she takes the bandage off her wrist and she's like, "I'll attach the torch to thy head." And he's yeah. like, "Oh, oh no, don't do that!" And they have to crawl <laughs> through the guy's bathroom. Yeah. So I thought they were gonna get eaten when they jumped into uh the stomach the thingy? stomach thing. I yeah, thought they were just like they're gonna show up in the room and they're gonna be sticking out of this thing and like. Like you know what I mean? Like I thought they were gonna die. All I mean they did. Up, they yeah. do, but but um, so I love the action sequence where the guy shows up with the little mini Triton and he finally gets <laughs> his nerve and he yeah. stabs the one guy in the yeah. throat and then um, 
a little hero. I remember thinking Mm -hmm. to myself, man, I really hope we see Mabel again in the future. And then she dies. But also I was like, it's hell. So she can come back. And her Um, name got written in the book. Yeah. And her name's in the book too. Exactly. I do. um, So when they come back, the, the, the leader guy with the trident, he's in the woman. He's in the yeah. vessel. Yeah, the he's, vessel. In, he's in the vessel. And then what was his deal? What was the camera guy? He was he was just himself, right? Yeah. Why'd they yeah. kill him? Well, it's because like you just, fucked this up. Like, you know, yeah. you ruined oh, this whole okay. thing. So you know, I so see, I see. I, I'm on the actress who played Mabel, her name is Melanie Stone. Her next project coming out is called He's Dead and So Am I. And the premise is two ghosts stuck in purgatory hatch a scheme to find a missing girl in order to earn a ticket into heaven. Which feels very in tune with this movie, and I'm looking forward to it. Feels like the plot to 2004's Constantine with Keanu Reeves, <laughs> like oh, yeah. to a T almost. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry. I Speaking just, of I which, uh, that uh, con- that character Constantine is in the Netflix um, Sandman, and it's canon. It's a different actor, but it's canonically the same Constantine. Oh, from oh Keanu cool. Movie. There we go. I'll check that out. Um, but yeah, I really liked the last one. The last one was cool. I thought their depiction of hell was like just kind of like rocks, but whatever. It's fine. It was cool. I'm assuming that was a budgetary thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we went out to the desert and we just filmed hell. We went to the Badlands and <laughs> yeah. here we go. Have you guys, now that we're on the subject, have you guys seen the Constantine movie with Keanu Reeves? No. Apparently it's aged really well and people it's like really good now. I didn't like it at the time when I saw it and neither did critics or audiences, but you know, it's like benefit now it's like all the nostalgia shit, everyone loves it, right? Yeah, um, Keanu is like having one another thing renaissance. That is excellent about that movie is the depiction of hell in that. Mm-hmm. And the way that they did it was they looked at a t- at uh uh footage of atomic bombs. Oh, and like the destruction that's left afterwards, but how the environment actually looks while the after the blast wave goes off and like and it's just such a cool design. So I I I just kind of felt like um, I obviously for budgetary reasons, but maybe this version of hell could use a little bit more fire. You know, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) Well, it also uh, uh, Mabel says we're in the feeding grounds. Yeah. So it's a part of hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Other parts of hell might have more fire, fire, but they're in the feeding grounds. (laughs) Don't worry, Pat. You'll get your fire. (laughs) There's going to be fire. I really, I would love to see if they turned this into a a standalone movie. They should. This is a standout. That's a strong concept, too. It's yeah. a strong concept that you could do a lot of, and and I like the comedy aspect of it too. I felt like whereas VHS three tried the comedy route and it mm-hmm. wasn't very, it wasn't strong, you know, uh, the, the in their execution. Yeah, I felt like this movie decided to try comedy again, and especially in the last two skits, um, the last two shorts, the Gawkers and to Hell and Back. The comedy was the strongest and actually worked in some bits, especially yeah. to Helen back. Yeah, to Helen back when he gets his hand caught in like the uh, like he's like, oh, I almost stepped in that giant bear trap and then just leans and he's like, oh, there's a mini <laughs> bear trap. Like that was yeah. fucking hysterical. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. I, I picture uh, I could see this as a as a big budget movie starring um, James Franco and um, uh, <laughs> what's what's his uh, Pineapple Express. <laughs> Seth Rogen. Yeah. Um, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Like, right. Couldn't you picture them in it? Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. Ooh. Yeah. More money. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and J- Jeff Bridges. Cheech and Chong. <laughs> Cheech and Cheech Chong. Chong. 
Abbott and Costello go to Abbott hell. And Costello. Actually, um, so hold on, real quick. The all the interstitials with the um, like little army men, army men and everything. Apparently, that's Brady from the um, Gawkers. Gawkers oh, one. Yeah. I didn't realize this. I didn't, I didn't connect the two together. What? Yeah. That that's Brady making those sketch, like the sketches, uh, the sketches. What do you mean? So the little brother is the doing the army men, the and then army the older man. brother is the one at the end, like flexing and looking. Oh, at yeah, yeah, yeah. Hence why the camera cuts back to at the end of at that. At the end to um, that, yeah. So also I see here that at the end credits, the witches can be heard performing the ritual again, this time calling Mabel's name, hinting that she will return to Earth. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Cool. We love that. Cool. That's what we like to see. Mabel's cool. What do you guys think of this? Did you guys use Shudder? No. Absolutely not. Yeah, I did use Shudder. <laughs> I use Shudder too. I like the idea that they have a channel on there too that just plays horror movies all the time. Oh, it's See, like a live dude, channel. That was my fucking concept for Netflix. I brought this up before. There should just be like something that's always playing. Well, they do that. Like YouTube does that all the time. There's several channels that's, that are I just know, playing. and I think Netflix would benefit because how many times do I scroll scroll through Netflix and I can't decide? But if there's something that I could just jump in, I know it's going back to cable. But, and you could honestly put like lower third ads occasionally in that. And if you Mike, want to monetize, you should shut your gut. If you want to monetize it, not Commer a full commercial cut. You could do a commercial break if you wanted no, to. No, no, no. I don't want commercial break. That would like actually, the, that would be the best way to do it without like ruining the premise of what makes Netflix great, the binge watching stuff. If you were to tune into this channel that's playing something all the time and there was an, a, an ad on that, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, it's like why, it's like when you're in the car and you hear like a song you could play on Spotify, but it comes on organically. You're like, oh fuck yeah, found. That's song. what it would be yeah. like on Netflix. Yeah. I get that. All right, so what would you guys give this out of ten? I uh, seven and a half. Okay, yeah. I give it like a five. Yeah, six, maybe a five. Like, yeah, I'm gonna give it a five because half of it was good. I'd say only two yeah, out, average of the, at two out of six point two five. Six point two five. So we give it a so press any key gives it a six out of ten. That's not the average. Oh, I guess it is the average. I was yeah. gonna say Nick. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> do you math? All right, I gotta get going. So let's move on to clip of the week. Let's do it. Yeah, y'all ready? Press Here the we song. Go. Nick, what the fuck did you send me? Oh, I I saw this. <laughs> All right, here we go. No. Psycho shit. Psycho shit. This is psycho shit right now. He's just eating honey from a honeycomb, and he is just getting... <laughs> just wrecked by a swarm of bees. Look at... Ugh. Oh, my... God damn. Oh! <laughs> This when you when you love honey so much. Oh, oh. dude, look at his face. It's so swollen. I'm gonna fucking throw up. It oh, is God. so swollen. <laughs> this this guy needs to be on Jackass. Oh, Pat's like no nope, no more, no analysis. No that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. You All got right, it. I think that's that was fair. I was actually Happy I. Halloween. That's the first time in two and a half years I've had an actual gag reflex on this show. <laughs> that was oh, too much I, for me. You know what? You know what, Joe Enright will be real proud of me right now. <laughs> I, I, I finally reached Pat's gag. Reflex. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. did it. Oh. Oh. All right. 
Thanks so much for listening this week. Listen, we got a Let's Play coming out for the quarry. I've tried to upload it three times. YouTube just isn't having it. Um, it'll be out on this channel. The link will be underneath. Check out all of our socials at pressanykey.tv. Have a happy Halloween. We will see you next week for some shit. And then the next week after that, we're doing Black Panther. Bye-bye.